Joes are in their studio. Over in Garland, Texas, things you think care about is back for season five with brand new guests and fun segments for your entertainment. You're gonna have a real good time with the average Joe. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Average Joe's Media. I am the Average Joe Boo. And I am the Average Joe speaking in what is still a free America, I hope. So far. Okay. So far. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> tread lightly, you yeah. know? Don't. Yeah. We've probably been taken down because I said that. Maybe. Pretty soon, actually. Um, that's that's <laughs> guaranteed. Go to AverageJoe'sMedia.com where we'll post things uh, as soon as we can get them uploaded. While you can. <laughs> yeah. Go to Average Joe's Media while you still can. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, man. Uh, crazy time. Crazy time. Uh, not only politically, but, uh, but you know, just kind of a crazy time to uh, step back, figure out the reality that is, uh, that is life. It is. I mean, there's a lot of things happening at all times, it seems like. Yeah. Um, lots of changes. You know, mm-hmm. 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 some people felt like 2020 was a horrible year. And in, in many parts, it really was. Yeah. But I think 2020 was also a year, a season of change. <laughs> a season, season of change in many ways for uh, both Joes. Yeah. And uh, we've, uh, we've refined parts of our lives. Eh. We've, uh, I mean... <laughs> We've uh, we're exploring new parts. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, so we we're. But um, but yeah, man. So definitely, I think as we uh, peer into 2021. Yeah. And to the, uh, the 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 days, the weeks, the months, and the years beyond. Okay. Yeah. You know, uh, I think after 2020, you want to have something to be hopeful for. Sure. Absolutely. You, you want a renewed think... faith and vigor. And the possibilities that uh, are in store for you. That's true. That's true. Uh, you know, sometimes they become Facebook official. Sometimes. Sometimes <laughs> they do. And sometimes, sometimes they, they break don't. the internet, you know? Yes. You know? So, uh, <laughs> shout out. They to, break something. Yeah. Shout out to everybody who uh, shed a tear the other day. I'm sorry. Yeah. All those people that were, <laughs> yeah. that were super were sad. That, they were super sad. That the old average Joe is off the market. Off the market. All it took was two years of podcasting. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And then, uh, hey, you know Boom. what? I'm glad I could help you get out of your shell. I really, I mean, owe it all to you. <laughs> I mean. Uh, yeah. So, whoever's <laughs> next up on uh the average Joe Boo's road to recovery. <laughs> average Joe's media post-divorce life coaching. We're adding that to our repertoire. We're adding that to our services. Yep. Uh, that are on the website. Absolutely. So yep. we got, uh, uh, we got, uh, what music production, uh, yeah. party in place production, uh, magazine publication, magazine design, design. Yeah. And we then, outsource uh, the publication part. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I, don't, well, I don't know if they get published. Well, we do they, have. We they do go have, to print. We do have the average Joe's Media. Is that published? published? Yeah. Okay. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. 
I mean, we we do have the arm the arm of the media conglomerate. I mean, listen, if I write a book and then I print it out and bind it, is it a published book or is it just something that I printed out and bound? Uh, I personally would lead towards it was published. Uh, published by Average Joe's Media. Yeah, Average Joe's Media Publishing. Uh, okay. I mean, that's 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 what Two Roads is. Uh, oh, that's true. It's you publication. Know, hashtag an Average Joe's Media Publication. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I like it. I mean, you're talking to the guy that uh, coined America's favorite fr- catchphrase. Uh-huh. Hashtag America's fastest growing podcast hosted by Joe's, you know, in Garland, Texas. That's true. Speaking of fastest growing. Speaking of fast, like this flashlight created a drum roll. Did yeah, you hear that? yeah, no, it was pretty good. It was uh, there on, the, <laughs> there on the side. First of all, fastest growing podcast, uh, well, podcast studio. I mean, those of you that if you if yeah. you're watching the video right now behind me, uh, six and a half foot by eight foot banner. Yeah, on the wall, ready to go for tonight's episode. Delivered today, ordered Sunday. Nice turnaround. It was like custom fast day banners. Or whatever. Yep. And it uh, and they took care of business and they got it here. It was like three o'clock today. Muy pronto. Yeah. And so I was pretty excited. Uh, twenty two hundred downloads in the last thirty days. Twenty two hundred downloads in the last thirty days. You remember not that long ago, like three episodes ago, we were celebrating the ten thousand downloads. We were. I, we I think were. it was ten three ten thousand downloads. It was three thousand downloads because we we still no not three thousand ten thousand ten thousand yeah we're now at thirteen thousand we just broke thirteen thousand. I in just what, a just a week or two. By the time we finally get to Fogo, that's what it feels like. We will have be celebrating eight, like what, ten thousand downloads, downloads, yeah, downloads, uh, <laughs> three thousand plus across social media. Oh, and on Facebook alone, yeah, four thousand, maybe five by the time we're done. <clears throat> yeah, four thousand across all platforms. Yeah, and then uh birthday. Yeah, uh, or the average Joe's media birthday. Yeah, the average Joe's birthday. Yep. Probably by the time we get to Fogo to Chow, it'll be my birthday, too. Yeah, I mean, we're, dude, that's a lot. I mean, that's a list of celebration right there. I mean, we're if gonna, you're not celebrating, you should be. We're going to have to go early, like midday, you know what yeah. I mean? So we can get our money's worth. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe, like, one of us step out for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, take a little walk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Open Just up a little. Some cardio. Yeah, and then come back in yeah. while the other's sitting at the table. They yeah. can't kick you out. They're not going to. Well, no. they, I guess they can, but they're probably not going to. I don't think so. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. We'll figure that out. Maybe let's put that to the test. That could be a great podcast. (laughs) It could. It could. Let's just, you know, hey, let's bring the stuff to Fogo to Chow. We have five things to celebrate, so we're going to podcast here for five hours. That's right. One hour per thing to celebrate. Yep, yep. That's right. So, okay, so so Joe's Joe's Facebook official. Now, congratulations. I don't know if we said that last week. I I appreciate that. I really do. No, no. No, no. Uh, Jennifer says thank you as well. Jennifer said thank you. Good. Uh, Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, the next the Jennifer next and step, Lindsay. the next step to the to the <laughs> Facebook official is uh, well, I mean, I think it's marriage. <laughs> is that is that where we're going? I, think, I mean, I've been, I think you jumped been, straight into marriage. It's been a long time. So, I mean, I don't know. Uh, you know, Facebook official wasn't a thing for us. No, back back no. in the day, right? No, it was my face- version of Facebook official was being pregnant. I guess. Yeah. Well, I think our so. Facebook official was already married. That's fair. Like as soon as like when we got Facebook, it was. I think I got it about two years before I got married, and mm. I don't think it had all the same features as it does now. Like I mean, definitely didn't, but it didn't well, have. Mean, yeah. I don't know if it did then. I'm not sure. I don't remember. I don't think I, I when. But I, I don't even. I don't remember me and Kelly becoming Facebook official. When me and the former, whose name will not be spoken. Yeah. Um. Uh, <laughs> uh, we. I don't think social media 
was there even yet. existed at no the time. myspace came a little a little bit later because yeah. like i remember it was like 2004 yeah when myspace hit i remember it kind of like as a wedding thing for jared and kelsey we actually built them a myspace wedding page oh yeah right where we put a bunch and they of got married a couple years after you yeah 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 right. yeah, yeah. So, okay, so, I mean, I, I'm fairly certain nowadays, your Facebook official, and if it continues in the right direction, you get married. Yeah, I mean, I I'm think hoping, you put a ring on it. I hope there's still that step of making yeah. a, a conscious decision to put a ring on it. Yeah. You know? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Talking yeah. about, you know, having questions and whatnot. Well, okay, but, okay, so I don't... Oh, is engaged uh, a, an aspect on Facebook official? I don't know if it, I don't know. I don't know. It might be. It may be Facebook engaged and then Facebook married. I don't know. By the time I realized what Facebook relationship status was, yeah. I had to change mine. So yeah. <laughs> that's fair. You didn't even know which. You didn't I even mean, know which profile picture to use. I mean, let's be honest. For right the, now, for the back half, it was complicated. Right you know now, it looks like Jennifer is in a relationship with a quote. <laughs> so I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah. It's a good quote. It's a good quote. Maybe it's she's happy. Quote. Maybe she's happy to be in that relationship. With well, that I felt like I probably should have led with got some of the quotes out of my system before we went Facebook official because, yeah. like, you know, I don't want like her population thinking I'm going all nomad. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. <clears throat> yeah. You it happens. Who wants to go nomad? But you know that. But brings up a really good question. Does it? And I'd love to get your opinion on it. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't. I don't even understand what <laughs> when, that was. When, when, in this day and time, yeah, sure. When you're in a relationship, okay. At what stage of said relationship, sure, is before you get to the status, you know what I mean? Before the Facebook you, official, before Facebook official, yeah. When is it appropriate to start posting pictures and yeah. tagging each other in posts to chronicle your life ah. on social media? Like, from what step to? The beginning of dating, yeah. Before you make it Facebook official, yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? Like, sure. at what point yeah. did those things become? I'm a big believer in that your private life should remain private. You know, I get. That. I'm a huge believer. In I that. get that from you. I mean, there's so many people that want to have a, a say in things that they don't need to have a say in. That's fair. And so, the more public you put your private life, the less private it is. Right. So, what you're saying is, pictures that are taken are meant for walls in your home. Yeah. Yeah. Or just in your phone. You know, on your sure. phone. Shared album or secret album? Well, <laughs> it's secret album's a thing? Uh, on a, on the iPhone. Yeah, it's like a hidden album. Ooh, you shouldn't have told me about that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. I didn't even know about that. I saw that. it on one of the uh, the TikToks when the kids were, when that new iOS update came out. Oh, yeah. And they wanted to redo the phone with all the different graphics. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You know, I'm like, if you'd spent that much time on like applying yourself with some school projects, you yeah. could already have a scholarship as a freshman, man, because that took like 10 hours. Right. To re to the dedication to that. Yeah. To, yeah. Eat, to put a new picture for every single icon. It's oh, crazy. My. They did that. They re icon, re pictured all the icons. Oh, man. I would forget what thing was what. I would stop being, I would stop looking at things. I got and start six looking minutes at into the YouTube video and I was like, nope, can't do nope, it. Nope. Sorry. See ya. Not today, Satan. I like the picture that they provided. Yeah. Yeah, I don't need widgets. That's why I'm not an Android user. Oh, I do like the calendar widget. Yeah, I've never, nice. I've, I've always used my calendar in terms of I've added things to it, but I've never checked it, which is is a problem for me because I have a lot of kids who I put their birthdays in for school. Right, my soccer kids, you know, I try to wish them happy birthday. Even the kids that have graduated, I'll reach out and tell them happy birthday. Uh, 
but I rarely open my calendar. And so the calendar widget is on the home or the front page of my my phone. Right. And so it automatically comes up with there's five events today or, or yeah. whatever. So I'm, oh, what's what's going on today? But before the widget, I'd never open the calendar app because I didn't have it just right there in front of me. Yeah, I've always liked ha- like when before the widgets when you would do the thing where um, you could slide your phone over yeah. and you had like that menu there. Oh, yeah. I would put the agenda Oh yeah, there. I never everything. swiped left on the phone, never or right to get it to the left. Yeah, yeah whatever, always, whatever. I don't even know the directions. Always swipe right. Yeah, uh, but uh, but yeah. So on my homepage, I have a Bible verse of the day. Yep, and calendar, the big option for the calendar, which yeah. it's life changing. It's changed my life. Yeah, I've got. I'm bad because I have too many calendars. Yeah, you know we have the average media calendar. Yep. And then we have. Uh, I got them all synced on my. Yeah. With my with my uh, school. Oh, that's smart. Yeah. So I I put my so Sports U is an app for team management. Mm-hmm. So we have a calendar for Sports U, and I've synced it with my Outlook. And so, so everything is on my phone. So I've I've had I've a personal calendar, and a family share calendar on both Apple and Google because we, yep. we've toggled back and forth. Yep. Um, because I'll put stuff on the family one, so like the kids and. Uh, you know, my mom's on there and then, uh, Kelly. Sure. Um, cause she, she's always been there to help out with the kids. Absolutely. Stuff. And, um, but then every good old aunt Kel. Yeah. Kiki. Yeah. Um, uh, do you love me? Uh, oh, but okay. That was great. That was, that was awesome. I hope she's watching. Oh, mother. Um, All right. <laughs> but, um, but the kids would, would get the alert pop up on their phone and they're like, well, this is stupid. And they go delete it. Sure. So then a couple of days later, uh, I'd miss something. And I'm like, I thought I put this on the calendar. And they're like, yeah, we got this alert on our phone. We look really dumb. We don't yeah. care. Yep. So yep. that's why I had to create the personal one. So ah, absolutely. I have too many calendars. Well, you know, just when you can sync them all. Yeah. And I, th- I think most of them have the ability to sync with several different things. Like you can yeah. sync with your Gmail or sync with yeah, whatever. Yeah, Outlook so, and stuff like all that. All that stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, man, it's life-changing. I got Now, I think I've started dupl- like double inputting. And so I'm trying to stop doing that. You know. But yeah. Anyways. I- I signed up one time for uh, on the UT Athletics yeah. webpage. Yeah, and um, I still to this day because it's linked to my Gmail. Right. Uh, any change, like any time they publish their football schedule, uh huh, and any changes to game times, all get updated to my calendar. Nice. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Nice. But uh, let me ask you one more question about calendars. Okay. About uh, calendars. About calendars. Okay. Well, organization. Sure. You know, uh, yeah. it's a lead into what we're going to get into. Oh, good. You know what I mean? Uh, a tell a tell uh, two city. So I'm to speak. excited about this. Um, used to before, uh, smartphones were so prevalent. Yeah. I understood the use for a good planner at work. We like to have planners. Oh, we got, see, I don't get any comments. That's fine. <laughs> Adam. Uh, uh, oh, dude. I love it, man. Facebook is only good for GIF wars while you're hijacking someone else's post. <laughs> Not relationship. That's statuses. a true statement, homie. <laughs> uh, that was, that we all were, oh, that y'all was were a fun sav- day, man. Y'all that was savage. a fun day. Um, today was a fun day. Yeah. Uh, you know, the average Joe tries to bring people together. Yeah. And the average uh, Joe boo tries to apparently tear them down. I don't know. Um, apparently I'm always right. I don't know. Uh, I've uh, never said I'm always right. I said, I'm generally right. <laughs> Most of the time. Yeah. Uh, but, um, anyway, so people still buy custom planners. Yeah. So you have these, uh, these paper planners and then you have your digital equivalent of the planners. Okay. Have you ever been a paper planner guy? Mm, I've tried, and it's just so hard to keep up with, man. 
I, to me. Yeah, I, I in the, back in the day, I used to keep one strictly for work meetings. Right. But you know, one it, with, with smartphones and integrations. Right. Don't need it as much. Sure, absolutely. I mean, you're just kind of on the phone, and if once you can, uh, you know, if you got the phone in your pocket, just pull that thing out and put it on your calendar, and you get an alert. Right. You don't get alerts from the paper planner. I get the whole writing it down because I teach that. If you hear it, if you see it, if you listen to it, if you pay attention to it, if you write it down, if you read it while you're writing, there's so many little things that help you learn and remember. That, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm a, I'm a, uh, you know, I'm a proponent of writing things down to help remember them or make sure things are, are, uh, you know, put in the right context or whatever. But uh, I mean, outside of Outside of uh, trying to remember it, right? Writing it down is that's the only benefit for writing it down. Would just be to try to not forget it, right? Well, I have seen some now. You write them down, but they're on papers that are kind of like uh, OCR, yeah, formatted, right? So then you take a picture of it with your phone, sure, and then it digitally recreates it on your phone. Okay, I don't know if that's efficient or not, but it sounds kind of cool. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so, uh, so I mean, listen, guys, stay organized. Stay organized and make sure you know when the podcast is exactly. so you're on time to record. Yes. Which, Joey, you were today and you were early. I appreciate it. And I brought dinner. And you got the dinner and I appreciate that as well. I appreciate you calling it in. Absolutely. So after you get organized and after you become Facebook official, you get Facebook married. When Before, <laughs> Facebook you, married. before you get okay. Facebook married, it is necessary to do a little vetting. A little vetting. And I would say that, I mean, vetting might have a a bad connotation, but I don't care. I mean, if you'd want to take it at the wrong way, that's on you. I mean, here's the deal. When you're looking for a partner, you're going to hope that the the future Mrs. Joe Boo doesn't care about being vetted. Right. And you're going to hope that the future Mrs. Joe uh, is okay with answering some questions and making sure everybody's on the same page before you put a ring on it. Okay. Right? So, uh... So anyways, I got, number one, I'm going to just read the questions and we'll just kind of... And for the audience, these are questions that we have not both, we equally have not reviewed. Right. Uh, I mean, I've kind of scanned, scanned a, a couple of them yeah. over the last 15, 20 minutes. However, I, you know, I really don't know what all is going to come from this, okay? Okay. However, I did turn this thing over and I'm just going to, I'm just going to go through some of these questions and get some reactions from you. We don't actually have to discuss these. Okay. But these are for you who's listening some potential questions that you might need to have a discussion with your partner. Okay. Okay. Cause All we're here to help you. We're here to help you and make sure your life is better <laughs> yep. and make sure your marriage, your, your Facebook marriage That's gets good. off on the right foot. Yep. Yep. Okay. So relationship and sex life. Okay. Okay. Oh, we're, we're picking up where we left off yeah. with the last episode. Yeah. 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 So this is just, uh, just a reaction by you, Joe. We don't okay. actually have to, you don't, please don't answer these. I don't want to know. Okay. That's okay. I, I mean, honestly I'm, don't want to. I would know. only answer if you answered. Uh, that's a fair point. Okay. So, uh, relationship and sex life. Questions that you might need to ask a potential lifelong partner, your forever wedding yes. date. Yes. Right? If you go to weddings with a date. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What's your stance on that? Uh, you know, few and far between. Okay. Uh, all right. So, number one, would you have sex with me on a day you are not so keen? Okay. Okay. So, I mean, are they gonna are they gonna use that like uh, uh, I, I just washed my hair, you know, or whatever? 
the, I, the I just excuses. got back from the gym. Yeah, I don't feel great, right? I got a headache. How many, how many of it's those excuses a, are they going to use? Well, it could go both ways. A yeah. long day at the office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. That, theory, this, is not a, this is not a guy asking the girl the question. Yeah, right. This is having the discussion. Yeah, right? two adults. Right. Two, two adults. <laughs> I don't know why the pause, but that made it kind of funny. All right, number two. All right. Would you ever have sex with someone else to get back at me? That's a fair question. That is That's a fair question. That is a question I believe Inquiring that maybe both of us have had should have probably asked. Want to know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we probably should have asked that question. We probably pre-marriage. We probably should have took better notes the first time it got answered. That's all I'm, you know saying. I'm saying. We probably should have taken notes. Yep. Okay. Yep. Question three: What do you like about our sex? Okay, that's okay. presuming that you're active pre-marriage. Pre- yes. Yeah, I that's mean, presuming that. You, you, you've, you've gone into it. We don't judge right. other people's Absolutely. lifestyles. We don't. Right. Uh, so maybe that's a question to ask after... Hypothetically. Hypothetically, yeah. how, what would you enjoy yeah. about what sex What do you like with, more about sex and what are, you, what are you hoping to like about with us? That, well, you know, I would... I think that could be a dangerous question Yeah, I think also, it could too. Uh, to ask hypothetically. Not yeah, maybe you just got to jump in there and find out. I mean, they say it's like riding a bike. <laughs> that's what they say. If you've ever ridden a bike before. That's right. Okay, yeah. question number four. What would you like to add or change about our sex? Uh, again, apparently this is a, an active couple here. Okay? Yes. Uh, number five. What do you not enjoy about our sex? So clearly, uh, clearly there could be a, I enjoy everything. Right, right. You know, there could be the blanket. I don't have any issues there. Right? Right. Okay. Uh, next, do you like foreplay, or do you just want to jump right into it? Okay. Foreplay or no? That was that seems like a yes or no question. I'm not a big fan of yes or no questions. Whenever I'm trying to I didn't know have a discussion, I didn't know I, I didn't know where you're going. Then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you were like, I'm not a huge fan. I was like, okay, he's no, no, no. Of yes or no question. questions. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, uh, do you like watching erotic movies during or before we have sex? Okay. Well, I mean, those are, these are. These are pretty deep questions. These are pretty right? deep. I, I mean, you, this is something that you may want to know before you actually jump into I the mean, sack. I mean, I'm just saying. Okay, number. Do you provide a clipboard. I forgot what number we're on. I don't have Do these. You provide a numbered. clipboard when asking these questions. Like, is it like you fill it out and then you review it together? Yeah, or, yeah. Or, or do you do I don't it? know. You might have to. You may have Rapid to fire. Let's when when we have somebody come in for some therapy, asking these questions. Maybe we give them each. Couples therapy, right? We give them each a clipboard. Oh, they answer gonna, them independently, yes. and then they swap clipboards. Average and then they couple review. therapy. Add it to the list. Add it Check, to the list. Lick, 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 lick it. <laughs> list it on the check the box. Check it off. Check the box. Oh man, that was okay. that was a Freudian slip. All right, how do Ooh. you feel not being able to have sex with anyone else ever again? That's Ooh. a solid Ooh. question. That's, that's a solid that's question. That's a solid question. If they're going to feel what, weird about that, see you later. Take them off the Facebook. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Facebook single. Yeah, if they feel like monogamy is overrated. Yep, Facebook single. Yep, yep. Right? Um, what do you like m- about me most? That's 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 kind of a toss-up, right? I mean, that's like, I mean, that's. You, it's almost like you can't get that wrong. You, you kind of hope that you would know. If you say the word nothing, you get that answer wrong. I don't right. like that's anything a, about that's you. That's a weird the most. question. Yeah, I don't know why that's there, but that's okay. Uh, what would you like to change about me most? That is a telling question right there. 
That's a suicidal question. Yeah, that's a question where you don't, know don't don't yeah. ask that one. I, well, yeah, well maybe you should ask it, but you but if maybe you're gonna you should not answer it. But if you're going to ask it, you need to be able to receive the answer to that question. Yes. Yeah. So don't ask. Listen, this whole thing is do not ask a question that you are not willing to hear honest truth. Oh, for sure. Right. If you're not willing to hear it, you don't ask the question, and then you don't got to okay. worry about it. You're not going to get your feelings hurt because you never asked the question. Okay, um, or at least you're not going to set yourself up to get your feelings hurt. Gotcha. Let's call that. What makes me sexy in your eyes? Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, listen. Some a couple or some toss-up question. Describe me using five words. Ooh. Yeah, I don't like that. I think I mean, you should have as many words as needed to to fully describe somebody. Okay. Yeah. But hey, you know what? It's just it's a game. I mean, Clearly, it's a game. What if you don't need all five? Uh, yeah, what do you, what if you only got one word? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Beautiful. Uh, wow. Okay. All right. Lovely. Uh, okay. I'm going to, I'm going to read the last one. Oh, A couple of the other, do you, do you enjoy my cooking? Would you want me doing more for our relationship? Okay. I mean, I yeah. think. A couple that, of those are some decent questions, but I think those are What does doing more mean? You know? Well, no, I mean, I think... What's you your could, definition of more? What's her definition well, of more? Well, I don't more? think if 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 you are in a relationship yeah. and you're evaluating, taking the temperature, the pulse... Sure. ...of popping a question... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think that these should be more dialogue starters... Yeah, okay. ...than yes or no questions. Okay, that's true. <clears throat> so I think that if you, if you were to find yourself in a situation where you were trying to take a temperature check... Yep. ...and in that discussion, if, if your partner shared with you... Uh-huh. Um, maybe they felt things were a little bit unevenly yoked. Uh-huh. I think you could ask the question, uh-huh. what more could you do to support them or to provide for them or yeah. or supplement whatever area of deficiency is being felt at the moment? Sure. You know, I'm just saying. Yeah, okay. I mean, uh, hey, listen, that's good advice. That's good oh, no, advice. Relationships are kind of like teeter-totters, you know what I mean? Yeah, sometimes one person is having a better part of the relationship than the other, and, and one person's supposed to bring up the other. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, okay, so we have booked a date for us to celebrate our anniversary. We have both been extremely busy, and you forgot about the booking. In the meantime, you made another commitment at work. A day before our night, I mentioned how excited I am about the date. What do you do? Well, I think going into your relationship, yeah, it's it's important or valuable, I should say, sure. to have a healthy understanding of what resonates with your partner. Yeah. So if a if if a celebration of some kind, specifically on a date, uh-huh. um, is something that checks all the boxes and is of value, important to that person, then I'd say um, don't do what you just did. Yeah, um, and f- come up with a creative way of salvaging it. Yep. Yep. If it's if it's more about damage control is what you're yeah, saying. Yeah. Yeah. Now if yeah, it's, yeah. if it's more about celebrating things in life, uh-huh. and uh, you both. Um, have an understanding that life's complicated sometimes. Sure. You know, careers, yeah, yeah. kids. Yeah. Um, I think as long as you're able to embrace that celebration and find a unique way to share that moment with somebody, yep. I think you have a little bit more latitude there. Okay. All right. Now, these are the these are some questions that I want you to provide an answer for. And that, I mean, I'll provide an answer for as well. These, these are not about sex. Okay. Those were just the ones that I wanted to get out there. 
Okay. And just so everybody knows, some decent questions to ask. If sex life is, uh, you know, an important aspect of, of you going into marriage yes, just, and yeah, you want to know Premarital fornication, right. those are the questions you want to cover. Right. Hey, postmarital fornication, you might want to. Ongoing is postmarital fornication a... I don't, well, I is mean, that is that like kind of a weird oxymoron type of I thing? I think so. Okay. Yeah. All right. So uh, post would technically be pre. No, post after the marriage, not at the end of the marriage. No, I'm saying, but if post fornication, yeah. post marriage fornication is the same thing as pre marriage fornication because fornication happening outside of a marriage. Oh, I see what you're saying. Oh, yeah. Okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Um, Words are so fun. It'd be extramarital, and we only have one comment so far. Yeah. Well, okay. as far as I know. All right, but we do have a reaction to it. There we go. <laughs> okay, so here's the question for you to answer. Got you. You know your partner struggles for money. From your little secret stash, $20 goes missing. What do you do? Hmm. This is clearly not marriage yet. Because I believe your secret stash is her secret stash. After you that's put a what I was going to say. I don't. Uh, that's a really weird question. This is a, before. This is before you get married. Again, vetting, right? You uh, have to. You have to test her. In this case, uh, some integrity. I think integrity is called into question here. Um, I'm qu- I'm kind of wondering how does she know about your secret stash, and how is it a secret stash if she knows about it? The whole situation is kind of strange for me because, like, first of all, having children. Uh huh. Um, if I ever had anything missing, yeah, um, I would f- probably first start there. Sure, because we've all—I mean, I never stole from my parents, but if they had the jar with the quarters, oh, I got some quarters out. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. Keep the change after you go to the grocery store. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. So I'd probably start there. I'd also consider whether or not I I misplaced it. Here's the deal: you don't have kids. Okay, so no kids in this situation. No kids or kids are not a variable that this uh, concerns. It's okay. you know it's her. Or she knows it's him. I don't know. I think you'd probably, I would not, I would try not to jump to a conclusion. Okay. And I would try to give a little bit of space to uh-huh. see if, if the truth came out. Interesting. So but, you would just let the truth come out. Well, no, I would pause. I wouldn't, I wouldn't react. I wouldn't be, you know, swift to anger. Shout out. Sorry. That was me pausing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> nice. Uh, but anyway, thank you. I would probably, yeah, I'd probably give it, give it a little. Would bit of you space. confront if hey twenty dollars just went missing? I haven't opened this secret stash since the last yeah. time I put money in. I haven't taken any out. I just opened it, counted it up. I'm twenty dollars short from where I was a week ago. I think if I if if nothing presented itself and I had exhausted all other options, what if you what if you confront and she lies or he he. I'm talking to you directly now. So what if hypothetically? Yeah, yeah. This okay. is all. This is all <laughs> hypothetical. Okay. So here. So in this scenario, yeah, um, I'm going to confronting someone, regardless of if it's a relationship or not, about stealing or taking something. Yeah, is always going to be my last resort because there are sure. certain things you can't unsay, um, and accusing an innocent person of taking something yeah. is a really bad thing. That's true. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't say anything the first time it happens. I don't say anything, which probably leads to a second time. Like, oh, he didn't say anything the first time. It, this is okay. Okay. That probably is going to get me in trouble. 
Most likely. Yeah. However, uh, I'm on the same boat. I'm not going to jump to conclusions yeah. that she took 20 bucks or whatever the number happens to be out of my secret stash. However, the second time that it happens, uh, it's guaranteed she did. There's going to be a conversation about, hey, if you need it, let's have a conversation. Ask if you can borrow 20 bucks or 100 bucks or whatever the number is coming out of that secret stash. So I think that there's a conversation that's got to be had. I think uh, fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, shame on you. I don't know what the what the what the saying is, but uh, but yeah, okay. You're doing your weekly shopping. Your partner expects you to pay for the shopping again. What do you do? Do you pay for it? Repeat that again. You're going. You're you're doing some weekly shopping. Your yep. partner expects you to pay for the shopping again. What do you do? So this could be y'all are maybe living together, <laughs> yeah. groceries. You got to pay for the groceries again. Second week in a row, your turn. You got to pay for groceries. Maybe it's their turn to pay, but you're expected to pay again. Oh, I forgot my wallet. Oh, you got to pay for it. Or we go out of here with nothing. Tail between the legs type mm. of thing. Do you pay? I think that in a situation where there's a need, you always provide. Okay. Uh, so this, this to me, is an understanding. Um, are well, you... These... these, these let, me fin, let me finish that. that I, then I got something to say. Yeah, that these require an understanding because some of these have a little context that are missing, right? What mm -hmm. is the situation? So I'm assuming that you're doing your weekly shopping. You're probably not doing your weekly shopping if y'all live at separate places. Right, yeah. um, any shopping that you do is probably like on a night to night basis. If you live in separate places, if you live at the same place, then maybe your weekly shopping, y'all have an understanding. Am I paying for the groceries every time? Are you paying for the bills all the time? Are you doing this when we go out? Are you paying for dinner every time we go out, or is it every other time you pay? I pay. You pay. You, there's an understanding that's got to be had there. So for me. I'm sitting back again thinking the understanding is necessary to talk about are we in a breach of this understanding and is it a one-time thing or is it going to start happening regularly? So what I would say is, and I think, um, and I'm, I can see the back here, we got we have other... Yeah, there's there's several. Uh, there other categories yeah. and, and this is, I think that's what kind of threw me a little bit because for me... I'm much more concerned with the pre like other categories of of information beforehand. Uh -huh. Sure, values. Some of these to me, some of these are like character. Well, they're also so situational. Far. They yeah. are situational. Yeah, that's true. Like I probably, I guess, there's other questions I would be asking and, okay. and seeking answers to. So you want me to turn this page over? Well, no, I still like. I'm just explaining. I'm gonna turn the page over. No, no, I'm just explaining myself <laughs> that I would probably. I would hope to have some context before I, I had to address those situations by being put in them, if that makes any sense. Absolutely. Like, you, you got to know who the person is. You got to be pretty far along before you, you're ready to dive into the whole sharing of finances. That that really and truly can almost be like a whole podcast in itself. That's fair. Because uh, that's really complicated and a huge adjustment when two people are trying to find a common ground when it comes to spending, savings, right. um, frugality. Yep. Is it frugality or frugility? It's not frugality. It's fr frugality. I mean, frugal. Frugal. I know. So frugality may not be a word. It sounded good though. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you didn't even like. Yeah. you didn't even blink an eye that time. I didn't. I think you said it properly. If it were to be a word, there you go, man. Yeah. So I'm twenty twenty one, baby. I'm proud of you, man. You twenty twenty one. You got the twenty twenty 
word jitters out. I do. I do. And you're going 2021. I'm dialed in. Like full bore. That's good. I'm dialed in. Okay, so this one here, family values, family and values. Yeah, family okay. and values. Uh, so one question or, or uh, topic to, mm-hmm. d- to bring up, what's your relationship with your mother? That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, growing up, I was always told, uh, look, at, look at her mother to know what she will be like when she's older. Whether that's mm. whether that's looks or whether that's personality, whether that's home life, whether that's financially stable or whatever, just just look at the mother. And generally speaking, um, the mother has a lot of influence on the outcome of her daughter. Okay, um, of course, there's exceptions to that rule, but generally speaking, I think that there's a lot of things down that road. Where, okay, yeah, that's there. Okay, I can see where that came from. See, I and then again, um, different situation growing up. Yep. Whereas you know, I did not have um, constant um, traditional um, um, home life. Right. You know, um, so for me, I would have hated. Like, I hated being judged. Sure by a broken home right you know um a dad who a biological father that was non-existent you know what i mean because if anything that compelled me to go in a different direction yeah um so yeah so i i've never really looked at it that way i do think that you can evaluate some of the relation well i shouldn't say just look understanding the relationship that a person has with their parents and their family yeah i think that is very telling and goes a long way it doesn't always have to be rainbows and unicorns, but that's why I mean like the whole understanding. Yeah. Well, see, all I'm saying is that like when a guy's looking for a woman, he look he should, uh, you know, pay attention to how the mom is in terms of personality, and then that's going to be a good teller for what her daughter will be. And I think it's actually true that if you look at a guy's father, that's going to be really telling about what he is going to be like when he gets older. See, and that's 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 that where, may be where you're having the the disconnect. Yeah, I don't from think what I'm it saying. applies. Yeah, well, again, well, I mean, not all. Okay, yeah, you're if right. The, if the dad is involved, you're right. I would want, I would, I would, I would expect my children to somewhat be gauged off of of me. Yeah, absolutely. Like, like yeah, I get that part of you it. Have a, you have a you have a home that you value. Uh, you yeah. value how you treat your kids. You love them unconditionally. Uh, you treat them as equally as possible given the situations. Yeah, yeah, no, I get uh, that. And so you would hope that when they get when they raise a family of their own or whatever, they have similar characteristics to you. Yeah, yeah, but like you know, I guess me. Now being, you're going to hope that Grace does not have similar characteristics to her mother. I mean, if we're, we're right. ripping the bandaid off, there, that's my they, point. They, is that it, there are exceptions yes. to that rule, right? So uh, when the mother goes off the deep end, you're going to hope that. The daughter doesn't also. What I would say to that is that you, I think you hope for your children that they're a representation of the positive influences in their life. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, I would say that your mother is going to have more of an effect on Grace because she's more, she's the motherly figure currently in her life and has been for a minute, for a hot minute. So yeah, yeah. Same thing with her aunts. I mean, very absolutely. But, but, but circling back though. Uh, as far as like from a, a, a advice perspective, sure. Um, I do think understanding a family dynamic, whether it be 
<clears throat> your significant other as a sibling, uh-huh. as a child, yep. grandchild, yep. Um, aunt or uncle, yep. or even as a parent. Mm-hmm. I think those familial dynamics are very important. Absolutely. Next question. What would you do if your mother or father needed constant care? Well, I mean, in my family growing up, we, we always took care of our own. Yep. So yep. I'm moving in with mom or she's moving in with me or, yeah. or dad or whatever. Yeah, I'm bringing them home. Yep. And uh, and taking care of them absolutely. And you know what, my brothers might as well, but they're on that maybe. I'm um, I'm definite. If something's going on with my parents, well, not, I'm going to be the one that's there. Yeah, to yeah take well, care of. not that it's out of um, out of medical need or necessity, but yeah. you know, uh, they're getting the, f- they're they're becoming frail. Well, no, right? I'm not harder saying, to get around. Like, what I'm saying, like outside of those extreme circumstances, you know, yeah. we made the decision. You know, me and the kids and my mom and my brother yep. for us to combine resources. And it's been a huge blessing. And, yep. and it's something that I'm, I'm... It's been a struggle as well at times. Well, yeah, combining but two households is... It's always is, not... It's never easy. No, not at all. And so that's that's the thing is that this right here instantly throws uh, a potential struggle that's external into a marriage. So from that perspective, I think if you've grown up in a situation to where... You grew up living sometimes with your grandparents, uh-huh. like having. If you grew grew up in a multi generational home, yep. I think if you find somebody that you you're thinking about spending the rest of your life with, yep. I think if they if they had similar experiences, that's going to be helpful. Yep, it's going to make the road easier. That's true. I think if they don't, that's not a deal breaker. It's just about them understanding understanding that dynamic and and the probability. Uh, for like how you might be planning for later stages in life. I think that would be the I'm same. looking at this from the perspective of if I'm going to be the one that cares for my parents when they are in need of care or when they're in need of uh, combining households yeah. or whatever, for whether it's financial or whether it's medical or whether it's just they need help getting around. Yeah. Uh, I think that that should indicate that uh, the wife is going to be just as cared for. Like I'm going to have the same disposition there. I'm not going to try to I'm not going to try to not care for her, right? If if I'm bringing my mother and father here to care for them when they need it, I'm not going to just ex- like uh get rid of her, you know? I think right. I think that I think what that does is that illustrates dedication to family. Right, but also I think it under it needs to be a two-way street, right? Sure. So the dedication you have to your family, the dedication you would hope that your your spouse yep. has to your family, you're going to want to then be in a position to where you feel comfortable yep. and, fi- and and feel capable Absolutely. of reciprocating that. Absolutely. I mean, listen, that's a that's a thing where, uh, well, I might have to do that too. You know, that could be a deal breaker, to be honest. Yeah. In a I, lot of situations, I think there's a lot of like later in life planning uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, that probably needs to be discussed, sure. whether it be what you're talking about handling with, uh, you know, parents and grandparents. I think what, if you have children, yep. what does it look like as far as what you anticipate or, you know, already know that you are okay with as far as like when your kids start graduating college, adult life, you know what I mean? What type of, um, grandparent are you going to want to be someday if you're blessed you know, with grandkids. So I think all of that whole family dynamic, I think those are pretty important. Yep. Another thing I'd add on to that too, which, you know, I think is a healthy conversation to have. I've, I've found it beneficial uh, to have is, is, you know, just coming out of the holiday season. Right. Whew. Holidays are already stressful. It's already tough. 
uh, when you start, you know, you know how it is when you start mixing in multiple families, multiple places to go. How do people mix? Yep. Um, I think those are probably decent conversations to have outside of the holiday season. Yep. So you're more equipped when the to go into season. it. Yeah, yeah because absolutely. I, I think it's everybody's um, some people, I should say, maybe is their natural instinct. Well, this is my family. So, uh-huh. I mean, we're going to make it work. Right. But you got you got to have the same frame of mind for the other person's family. Yeah. And then at some point. Um, I think especially now, you know, like for, let's take me and you for example. If you're going to, going on that, if you're going to say, it's my family, we're going to make it work, then you have to look at her and say, what are we doing for yours? Exactly. And just be fully on board. And you got to understand in that scenario, you're not going to be, you're not going to be able to, unless you're able to take both your families and combine them. Yep into one day, one function, one time. Yep. You're you're not going to be in both places at the same time. You're Absolutely. always going to be late or something's going to be rescheduled. Right. Uh, I said, but I think when you have like an we'll take our situations for example. Yep. We're both in our our mid still technically mid 30s. Yep, okay. Uh, okay, you know, uh I'm going to keep calling it that. Sure. Uh but we have kids. Yep. So I think when whether you're bringing somebody else into that your family unit sure. uh, that, that that doesn't have kids, but especially if they do have kids, right? you also are going to have to give yourself space and talk about what do you want your new family unit to look like. Absolutely. And while your, your perspective families uh-huh. that you're now going to be a part of each other's right. Um, are going to take president, right? They're going to have to have a uh, priority. Sure. I think you're going to have to carve out some time to say, you know what? We got to make this family the, the first priority. Right. I, you know what? I, I'm I'm probably gonna get on a soapbox a couple of times during this, so I'm glad we had that queued up. It's yeah. very soothing. Uh, you know, I just feel like I want to talk even softer. But yeah, man, I think I think you really got to you have to start talking about what do you want that unit to look like? Absolutely, absolutely. And how that's gonna prioritize with uh, your other obligations outside the home you're trying to create. Right. Okay. So next question: What would cause arguments in your family? That's like a great but also really stupid question because uh, okay well no i mean like what what isn't going to cause arguments in a family i think this is more along the lines of what easily triggers you oh i mean which way is the wind blowing brother well i know that <laughs> I, mean, I know mean, that is certain i mean here's the deal <laughs> i'll say this i think over time <clears throat> oh, we got some stuff here? Yeah. Uh, Stacia says, I have a big theory that you can tell how a man will be with you by the way he treats his mother. Agreed. I think that is agreed. And I think I was kind of going there as well. So, yes. I, uh, I think... how, a, how a man is, just in general, will reflect his how his father influenced him if the father was around. How he treats women is going to reflect how he treated his mother, it's... generally speaking. Well, I think that likewise too. I mean, I think, I think you can also look at the way a daughter treats her 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 dad. Yep. To some extent. Yep. And maybe maybe that's a little bit fairer than because I think about a lot of what I shaped my views of what a husband was was my grandfather to yep. my grandmother. Yep. Absolutely. And I think that was the from getting into marriage so young. I think part of my struggle was was I went 110% about it as my grandfather, mm-hmm. not recognizing that this, my spouse was not the same as my grandmother. You know what I mean? Like That's true. But... Uh, th- what I'm saying is a relationship dynamic that you might watch or admire from afar. Yeah. 
regardless of how awesome you and your your significant other are, sure, you're going to have your own unique relationship dynamic. That's it's true. never going to be the same as someone else. And I think as That's kids true. growing up, temperament can be the same though. The, oh yeah, the yes. temperament, temperament by you can be, yeah. can be the same as the temperament by your granddad towards your grandma. Right, but there's going to be you, each individual relationship is going to have different things that are stressors, the challenges, different are not strengths be and the weaknesses. Same. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. I think that's hard growing up though, because yep. you might put your whether it be your grandparents, your parents, maybe it's your best friend's family. Yep. You might put them up on a pedestal. Of, sure. That's what I want. Not understanding what takes place behind the scenes. Right. Absolutely. Yep. Okay. So, how much time do you like to spend with your family? I think this is a great question. It doesn't yeah. have to be your family, your brothers, sisters, mom, and dad, specifically. Yeah. I think this one is more uh, at home. How much yeah. time do you like spending at home? And so um, there's another question. How much time do you like spending with your friends? Mm. So that, to me, that's the question. How much time do you like spending away from home? Right. Now, okay. uh, you can bring those together. Friends can come over to the house. Y'all can have little parties, get-togethers yeah. at your house or whatever. Uh, I'm going to be honest. In a marriage, that's probably the safest option. Um, if y'all are having a party together or whatever, yes. that's probably the safest option. Group activities is the most convenient. Yep. And so, uh, and it's probably one of the stronger, stronger ways to make your marriage strong by doing things together. Mm-hmm. And... Also with a group, right? Mm-hmm. So there are times where you can, you know, guys can mm-hmm. go together, girls can go together, or whatever. Y'all can separate into groups, yeah. you know, or whatever, and, and, and not have to be right beside one another yeah. uh, the whole time and get a little space. I think space is huge in a relationship. If, uh, if I mean, if, if you're just, just me, 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 me all the time, then it, it sometimes it gets a little overwhelming. And so... Uh, what absence makes the heart grow fonder? There's that's that, that's saying, uh, yeah, it makes it makes somebody miss the other person, right? So, anyways, uh, but whenever you're in a group like that, it, it's necessary to not just be joined at the hip the whole time, right? It's necessary to get away. It's necessary for guys to have male outlets. It's necessary for women to have female outlets. You know, I think. Yeah, no, I, you know, it's interesting, you know, in my previous, um, I was in a situation to where I, you know, I was much more isolated Sure. from uh, those relationships I'd had prior. Yeah. Um, and it's been incredible uh, to regain those posts. Um, but I think it depends on, and you're going to, I know, I can, I can only imagine the sound bar you're going to play for this because you might not receive this well. Okay, here we go. Okay, are you are you primed and ready? I'm just ready to go. That's queued up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I could do it while you're talking. I know, you I know, I know. I'm just anticipating it. Okay. I think it is. There's not enough said about love languages. Uh huh. Yep, I know. Just go ahead and do it. Just do it now. I, I knew it was coming. <laughs> I think a lot of that has to do with your partner's love language and your love language. Sure. Sure. Because sometimes it can be healthy for two people who. Uh, who need, you know, physical touch uh-huh. to be in close proximity with each other. Sure. It's beneficial to both of you. So, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> Whereas with other people that might not be um, as important for them. So sure. they can still, so what their healthy rhythm is. Yeah. Is maybe being on opposite sides of the party. Sure. Maybe. Absolutely. Yeah, and listen, I think it's about knowing, every knowing person, what your partner wants and needs. Absolutely. And you always got to take the temperature check. Always got to take the temperature check. Well, I think it's a healthy conversation to, yep. fit, to find out with somebody pretty early on 
what makes each person tick. What are those things that uh, yep. are of greatest value to them? Absolutely. So Here's a good one. Here's a good one. What would you do if your family didn't like me? So this is basically we're reframing this as what happens if your family doesn't like the other person or and or what if their family doesn't like you? That's literally what this says. What would you do okay. if your family does, didn't like me? So that could be asked from either perspective. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And yeah. so the partner's family doesn't like you or you, your family doesn't like your partner. That's a tough question because I think... I've lived this question a little bit. I had a, 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 an experience yeah. with this for a time, I think. Yeah. Kind of, sort of. Uh, but um, I think it's a double-edged sword. Yeah, sure. Because on one hand, I I like to I find myself I struggle, or historically I have I've struggled in a situation where someone doesn't like me uh -huh. because I think I'm a likable person, and if I haven't done anything to screw the person over or upset them, it seems pretty stupid to me. Absolutely for them not to like me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so it kind of drives me nuts. As I've gotten older, I've let go of that a lot. Yeah, because uh, not everybody's gonna like you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. Not everybody's going to like okay. you. You're not going to get along with everybody. There are going to be people that you are going to cross paths with. That you're going to clash with. You're going to clash with. Yeah. yeah you, that is yeah, They're going to say you're fair. a know-it-all. And you you know what? You don't think that you're a know-it-all. Well, and, and sometimes uh, those type of interactions can bring out it's more almost juvenile like, behavior. It's almost like when people think say somebody's a know-it-all, it's only because... That person only responds when they think they have a valid point. So when I when when someone doesn't respond to something, they clearly don't have confidence that they know something. Well, so when you when somebody does respond, they feel like they have a valid point. So it's not that they're a know-it-all; it's that they feel like they have a good point about a specific topic that they chose to respond to. That's all I'm saying. And that's all I'm saying. And possibly, yeah, maybe orange man bad. I don't know. Possibly also understanding that spamming gifts, yeah, um, in response to someone, sure, is not always well received. It didn't, I didn't, there was no spamming, there was no spam. It was two, felt, felt a little bit, there felt, was two felt a that little said, spammy. one said, I'm right, the other one said, no, 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 I'm right. That's all that was. But it was just okay. an illustration when that happens, of stupid, it was just an illustration when that happens, of idiot, idiocracy, which you're is gonna have word. cooler heads in your, in your village, yeah, who are gonna take down and remove. Uh, such things. Did that happen? Yeah, it did happen. Really? Yes. Why? It, we stopped. Mm, it was okay. It uh, that to... was so much fun. I wish I, I almost took pictures of all of it. Well, I, I you should have I let me like... have it up there. No, no, no. I felt like it needed to go away. Oh, okay. Because things kind of got a little out of hand. Oh, so you finally read it all? Yes, yeah. I had not been keeping up with it as oh, I was working yeah, today. Absolutely. I started to. Uh, I started to read the thirty this interactions. All, this all happened before. 30 interactions. 8.45 in 30 interactions. And once I got through half of the 30, mm -hmm. and then when a certain somebody else got tagged into it, like it was WWE, I was like, nah, I'm going to go ahead and hit the delete button. So a certain <laughs> somebody else got tagged into it because of the, let me hear you say, well. Yeah. So I felt a boom, boom, like, boom. What, while, Everybody got to say, well. While we are both <laughs> two individuals. Of separate minds and personalities. Yeah. yeah and while yeah. we are not responsible for each other's actions or sure, words. Sure, We do look out for each other when we can. Oh, is that what that was? You looking out for, for me? Well, I felt uh, pretty good about it. Here's the thing. Listen, I, I put just, eight Bible verses on there that are excellent daily reminders of what we should do in today's political climate. But 
Not, not that I always do it, or not that I'm perfect. All I'm saying is that they're great for consideration in today's political I'm climate. Just saying, That's all I'm, I'm just saying. saying someone might, someone could say that after sharing that portion of the word, uh-huh. that that had been a really great place to stop. Yeah, I thought about that. I thought about that. You know, a, I thought yeah. about it, but then the the responses kept because I became I, I was then called a better Christian than somebody else, and I don't think that's true at all. And so I'm so I'm responding like, okay, well, yeah, I just I'm I, a better Christian. Okay, great, because I because I just brought something out for reference consideration. <clears throat> Anyways, not a big deal. We're digressing. We, we, that's we a took a little bit of a left turn. Let's take a right turn to get back on track. I think there's always room and opportunity for healing. That's well. You know, I mean, sometimes you want to, sometimes you don't. All right. Okay. Almond <laughs> joy. There we go. Uh, where, no, question, that's where sometimes we you feel like a nut. Okay. It's close enough. You don't. I've heard okay. it. I've heard it both ways. So where, what question were we on? Okay. It doesn't matter. Uh, what would you do if your family didn't like me? To me, if I'm about to get married to somebody and their family didn't like me, okay, great. You don't have to like me. If my family doesn't like her, okay, fine. Don't invite us to things. My marriage is not about my parents and my brother and their wives, okay? My marriage is about me and her and any kids that we may bring into the mix or have or whatever the correct, case is. Correct, correct. No, totally. I, it's, I've... The, the extended family or whatever is secondary to the marriage. It is, but here's the thing. So I've taken a me versus the world approach or uh-huh. us versus the world approach in sure. the past. I completely understand what that looks like, mm-hmm. but... Realistically, I think you like the partners need to have an understanding between each other of like what that looks like short term and long term. Yep. And be honest, be completely honest. Sure. There's not a right or wrong answer, but be honest about how that could potentially impact things long term. Because I don't know about you. I chose marriage as a lifetime commitment with no back door, no trap door. Yep. The idea of having to be in a situation of looking to to create a new union yep still baffling at times yep you know what i mean just from the standpoint of wow never really thought that was going to be a case for me Mm -hmm. so i say this from the standpoint of somebody ditto i'm saying this from the standpoint of going into something to where you never want to be faced with a decision yeah or uh, a consequence of someone else's decision yep that that lifetime commitment is no longer convenient so my deal so you have to you have to honestly anticipate slash weigh value mm-hmm. what that type of conflict how, what that could look like so that you're prepared to handle it sure because you might be in the first couple of months or even years of the marriage be like oh it doesn't matter yep. but that's a, a lifetime of um, excommunication uh-huh. from people you've known your whole life that can weigh you know what I mean so you also have to look at that from a perspective of what is your whole life okay uh, I'm not trying to get biblical it doesn't just appear I mean yeah it appears for a, a little time and then vanishes away great that's in comparison to eternity okay but what is your whole life whenever you're talking about the extent of your 50 to 90 years or whatever that you're going to be blessed or your 20 year they just been on your situation um yeah i knew my family really really well for 18 years maybe up to about 22 years because i i stayed home every summer or whatever came back yep. a lot lived at home for a couple years before i actually got married um I've known them really, really well for 18 to 22 years. But for the last 12 to 14 years, I have not maintained that same knowledge of my family 
Okay, so now I'm bordering on uh, 60-40 of my life spent with my parents, brothers, sister, or brothers, no, I didn't have any sisters, but the siblings and the parents, 60-40 in favor of them, right? As, a fo- as opposed to just my life and, and me becoming an adult and living my life without them, 60-40. There have been holidays that have been thrown in there. Uh, my parent, but those holidays can also offset the times where my parents went out of town and left me at the house by myself whenever I was 16, 17. They left me at the house by myself for a week or two, gave me a couple hundred bucks to make sure I had groceries, and, uh, and said, don't leave the house unlocked whenever you're gone. So there were several days, several years in a row, where I didn't have time with my parents because they took time for themselves. So that kind of offsets a little bit with the with the Christmases that we get together or the birthdays that we get together. So it kind of equals out. My point is, is that when you become 40, which we're getting pretty close to, if you, Unfortunately. let's just, let's just say that, uh, whenever you become Facebook married in four years or less, um, your time with your family is going to begin to decrease. And the time with your Facebook marriage is going to increase. That's just a natural shift in your life. Yeah. I mean, yeah. unless you continue. I mean, if listen, if your mom continues living with y'all, which is fine. My grandmother lived with Blake and his mother and father for a long, long time. Um, I, got, I think even up until she passed. Um, I don't think I ever knew my grandmother living on her own. She always lived with her daughter. Well, I mean, I think the, the choice for us to combine households uh, completely made sense, and I have no intention of that ending. Um, yeah. I don't think she does either. It, it's great. The kids enjoy it. Well, I think Josh enjoys it, you know. Sure. Podfather himself. The so. extra help with, with him and everything is goes a uh, long way for her for your mother. And likewise, the, he's a huge help, uh, just even with the kids and the Absolutely. day-to-day stuff. Absolutely. So, yeah, so. There's, there's a mutual benefit yeah. there, and that you wouldn't have done it unless there was going to be a mutual benefit. You weren't going to just take advantage of your mother. Exactly. Well, likewise in her. Or me, your yeah. mother take advantage yeah, of you. Yeah, yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. But so. I, I think, though, so, like, everybody's different. Yep. Just like me and yep. you, we don't we don't uh, have the same experiences. We don't necessarily agree. Yep. Um, I, <laughs> think, <laughs> I think people's family, um, I think what you value, of your, what is valuable uh, in your relationships with your family, I think that's what's important. It might not be that you need to, that you're around your parents or your brothers and sisters um, multiple times a month, but it might be that there are, you know, maybe maybe it's a summer vacation, right? You know what I mean. So I think it's about establishing what are the important things. What are like we went back to the beginning or earlier when we were talking, mm-hmm. um, understanding this dynamics with the family. Yeah. Sure, absolutely. So I think it's going to be different things for different people as long as you know what they are and you both can be on the same board with it. I think you're smooth sailing. Absolutely. Same thing with friends, which I think was part of the original question. Yeah. Like if you're going to parties. Yeah. Party. The pants with the pants. Party with pants. Brick, are you saying um, that there's a party in I think that in depends because I think it's, it's fairly common. That's it. To find yourself in a situation to where both people in the relationship – might not always have the same friends, obviously, unless sure. unless you were fortunate enough to meet amongst a group of friends. Yep. Uh, but I think oftentimes people don't have the same number of friends, or mm. sometimes people might not have the same type of relationships with friends. Sure, absolutely. So again, it's something that you have to balance. Okay, so uh, I want you to actually have a, a, a answer to this. Okay, are you ready? Likewise. Do you like cleaning chores? 
Like cleaning chores. Do I personally? Yeah. No, I hate them. Really? 100%. Yeah, I'm I'm good with cleaning. Okay. Like I like for things to be picked up. Well, <clears throat> I don't mind take a step backwards. I I enjoy things being clean. Yeah. I guess there's certain aspects of it I I mind less. Yeah. But like you know, if I had a, a genie lamp mm-hmm. and three wishes, yeah, and one of the wishes was I've never had to clean another day in my life, yeah, I'd be lying to you. Uh huh. Um, so if, if you I, only had three wishes and you, those were the three, like that was one of your I three. I kind of like Steve Martin's three wishes more than those, but oh, okay. I'm just saying. So here's my deal: is like, listen, there's I don't, I don't like doing laundry. I don't like right. the folding ass, the folding and the hanging and the putting away of the laundry. Uh, I will. Because yeah. number one, I have to. Otherwise, right. it's just folded. And I mean, I got to, I got to be relatively presented presentable for my job. Uh, I mean, it helps. But there's nobody here judging me, or there's nobody here that I need to provide a space for on my bed. So a lot of times, my my folded clothes just end up being half of my bed. Yeah, and they stay there for for a solid minute. Yeah. Like currently, three stacks of laundry on my bed. That are that have been there for a minute, for a little while, and I mean, you know what? I don't roll around on my bed. I lay down on my back, pretty solid, and I can stay there for a while. I can roll within about a yeah. with about a two foot space. I can sleep, roll my side, back of my back, roll my other side, and I don't ever get to the other half of my bed. And so my my clothes never fall off. So I'm good. I'm good with that. But cleaning, like uh, I'll sweep on a pretty regular basis. I will uh, anytime I see trash, I'll pick it up. I take the trash out. Uh, got a dog, shouldn't have done that, but, you know, cleaning the poop up after the dog, that's disgusting, but, uh, you know, I'll get out there and do it because I can handle the smells and all that stuff. So, I mean, cleaning chores, meh. To me, uh, somebody's got to clean, right? So, for me... That's a lot, too. It is a lot, but for me, you both got to do it. Well, I think that that is a very good way of going about it. Uh, I think... Well, I don't know, man. Here's the the thing with these questions. No. what? Some of these questions, people want to know what you think, not just what you would recommend to telling somebody. I think I'm sharing both. Okay. At any rate, I don't necessarily know if these... All, what I do you think, want your partner to do with cleaning chores? I think that I want my partner with cleaning chores to do what they feel comfortable doing. So what you're saying is if they don't feel comfortable doing anything, you're good with that. I mean, <laughs> hold on. I got a, I got a clock ticking here. Yeah, that's good. I don't know. I, I, I mean, if I'm being honest. Okay, Jennifer says, I don't want to clean. That's going to be your job. I don't think that's the conversation you have. Nope. No, that's no, not the conversation no. you have, though. Okay, no, no, no. The conversation you have is like, who's taking the trash out? Who's doing this? She says, you are, you are, you are. Wait, hold, carry the two. You are. I don't necessarily think uh-huh. <laughs> that um, at-home responsibilities are exclusively siloed roles and responsibilities. I don't think they are either. However, if somebody's not going to do it, so there's a con- there's either a conversation that is had pre in like pre pretense, or there's conversations that's had after it becomes an issue. So let's just say you feel like you're doing all the cleaning. And you didn't have this conversation beforehand. Right. You're now going to have a conversation. Are you going to help me clean? Or can you help me clean? Or why do I feel like I'm always the one cleaning? 
There's a, there, I don't know how the conversation is going to go, but it's going to go in some manner like that where you're going to ask, if you become overwhelmed with a job that's at the house that you're both living at, you're going to have that conversation yeah, because you're becoming overwhelmed or you're becoming frustrated. Right. And if you don't, then now it's a communication issue. Agreed? Like you're not communicating your feelings. I guess so, yeah. I'm trying yeah. to follow here. Okay. So my point is, is that if, if the chores, if the cleaning of the house falls on one person, you're okay with that if, based on your answer, it said whatever you're good with, I'm good with. So if whatever you're good with is not doing anything, then I'm good with pretty much having to take up that slack. I guess what I'm trying to get at is I think in the moment you're going to have a game plan and you're going to adjust the game plan accordingly. Okay. My, my question is what happens when that game plan becomes 100-0 in terms well, of percentage? I think if you are – if you're trying to maintain, like, a good, healthy communication, you don't – the score is not going to get that skewed. I'm not – it's not a score. I'm just saying, like, the, the, the outcome, I guess, the percentages of doing it. I don't – See, listen, here's an example that I had. Uh, I, I, there was one point in time in my marriage where I worked five jobs. Okay. Okay, I had my teaching job, and I had four auxiliary jobs. Yeah. I umpired, I tutored privately, I tutored at a uh, yeah. tutor place, and I uh, waited tables in addition to teaching. And then I, came, I would come home from teaching. I'd have an hour or two before whatever the next job was on a specific day. And the dishes were just full in the dishwasher, or in the sink, excuse me. And I would feel like I had to do the dishes. And the reason I worked five jobs is because she didn't work any to stay home with the kids. Save on um, childcare, gas, all kinds of stuff. Okay? Mm -hmm. And so I feel like I'm working all the time away from home. I got really frustrated with feeling, having to, feeling like I had to come home and also work with chores yeah and so uh i was met with a stay-at-home mom isn't an easy thing to do it's not and so it was unacceptable for me to respond working five jobs so you can stay at home is not an easy thing to do as well why are the dishes full why is all the laundry out on the couch like and these are things that are become cluttered easily cluttered i never i never asked how come the floors never mopped or vacuumed? It was the things that were visible out, like just easily visible. Dishes, clothes, full trash, you name it. Things that were really simply, you walk in, oh, this house is kind of a mess. Not the, not the finer details of cleaning the baseboards, right? Or uh, dusting, the, dusting anywhere that needs to be dusted. It was the things that became cluttered quickly. And so I got frustrated with that because it felt like I was doing 100% of it, even though I know I probably wasn't. But when I got home, I felt like I had to do it. So, I mean, I can relate somewhat uh, to that type of situation. Uh, but what I, th I think the key there, though, is uh -huh. is two things. It's one, recognizing that uh, it's not a black and white issue. Okay. Um, so, yes, I think the person that has more time um, in their schedule yeah. should be... <laughs> What'd she say? Jessica said this is gonna get ugly. Oh, Josh needs to wash it. Yeah, I don't know. What, I don't know what wash and fold means. <laughs> How long ago? Oh, was is, that? Wa is wash and fold like a, a service? 
<laughs> oh, Stacia says you need to. Okay. Yeah. Oh, anyways. Yeah. Um, <laughs> lost my train of thought now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so anyways, so I think uh, it needs to be one of those situations where, yeah, I mean, like if someone else has additional time or the energy uh-huh. because the other one is exerting it a lot more outside the home, it makes a lot of sense. But I think the the trap people fall in when you have a parent that stays at home yeah. versus a parent who's who's working outside of the home. Uh-huh. Uh, depending upon what's going on in the household with uh, the magnitude of like what, what the age of the kids are, uh-huh. are the kids homeschooling versus not? Uh, I mean, if you live on a like I guess a farm or a ranch, if you have uh, a lot of animals, like all these different things, uh, I would say I think it's it's a trap door to say that the 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 person in the relationship who's working outside the home uh-huh. should have carte blanche to do nothing when they get home. Because the person absolutely, I was. I you know don't think I was like, saying that. No, no, I'm not I'm saying, saying that you that, were. I'm not saying that you yeah. were. I'm just saying if we're talking about the situation, yeah, I think it's a trap that couples can fall into. I think, and because of my because situation, it's, I think it's it's a natural thing. Like when I was young, uh-huh. similar situation. I was working, spouse wasn't. Uh huh. I my twenty something year old brain right didn't understand. What, what? Why do I need to do anything? I worked all day. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? Like and when you're young. I think young, I was 26 at the time. Yeah, yeah. You didn't understand. Yeah. But I'm saying, but as we get older. I have older, a def- definitely new perspective on that. Absolutely. Exactly. My so, perspective is, if that's a situation you are going into, you both have to talk about the roles of one another. Yeah, so Stacia's just said yes, that it's a service. Okay. What, or There's saying, no new comments. Or is she saying yes, yes that it's going to get ugly? On. Probably, maybe both. Okay, so... Um, uh, I'm just assuming this is directed at your comments, not No, no, mine, no, this so. is fine. No, I directly mm-hmm. asked Stacia if that was a service. Okay, so okay. Uh, what I'm saying is I now have a new perspective. Whatever whatever situation you are going into, if it's new to the marriage, you need to have a sit-down expectation discussion. So if, if you expect that uh, you're staying home, like let's say it's the dude staying home and the wife's out working. Yeah. Okay, you're, you're Mr. Mom. Uh the wife is not going to is probably going to have some expectations of her own for you i need these things taken care of see i'm going to i'm going to go like if you need help ask don't just expect it to happen because we're having this expectation conversation right now so I don't know. This is you're not gonna probably like this answer either. Sure, and that's fine. Who knows what we are, we are never gonna have this discussion for real. I mean, we we would we would we would never make it as life partners. Oh, um, wow, I can't but, uh, you suggested that. Well, I mean, we never mind. Okay, um, we'll save that one for not right now. What? What? Huh, this is what you do. <laughs> Thirty minutes before husband comes home, you're the worst. Plan. Get say what you want to say, and then let's get to the conversation. Oh, that's fine. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> I think that while some of these questions are important, while some of these questions I think are very important, I think they're much more, more, they might be much more important if it's your first rodeo. Uh Uh-huh. I'm... I would say they're even more important if they're your second rodeo. Because now you're bringing in baggage that you have to define. I I I will put it this way. I'm not looking to find myself in a situation where chores is going to tank it. No, okay, no, 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 no. Listen, you're getting you're getting caught up on just the chores. 
No, 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 no. I'm okay. talking about a lot, like a lot of these situational questions we're asking. Yeah, I think are really great for brand new relationships and possibly people who are in looking at long term relationships. For okay, the first here's time. here's something else I'm that saying, could like, help tank it along with oh, chores. Hold on, let me finish. Would you like to share a bank account with me? I'm going to finish my thought on the other. Oh, are you? Okay. Um, is that <laughs> I think if you've had the benefit. Mm-hmm. And I, I say this loosely. Maybe it's it's true. You've had the benefit of of being in a long term relationship, and and learning about yourself, mm-hmm. and learning about uh, how different situations play out. Sure. Um, having gone down different paths, different rabbit holes, so to speak. Mm-hmm. I think while these things still have merit, I think there are there. I think there are bigger things that carry much more weight. And when you are in, you have those in line and on the same page. These other things ultimately work themselves out. Is all I'm saying. Okay. I think I, mean, I think these are less definitive situations and more situational situations. If that even makes any sense, which it probably doesn't. Absolutely. And for those of you who don't know, there are 800 questions on this page, and I'm exaggerating a little bit. There's a like there's like a hundred questions on this page. Right. So uh, you don't have to be stuck in a conversation about just chores. All I'm saying is that that's a daily potential. Struggle is chores. Yeah, it's a reality of life. It's the reality that there are things to be done at home, and if two people are living there, if it ever becomes a hundred zero, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you a story on the dailies. You're not gonna be okay with that. Here's the deal, and 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 this is I will say. Never mind. I'm not gonna say that. Um, okay. I I have somebody. In, in the family, I'm not going to say who it is, obviously, obviously. Uh, but uh, they were expressing some frustration. They were in a long-term relationship. This was fairly new for them, mm-hmm. and they were they were really upset. Sure. And so I was I was it, to my concern to match their their level of being upset was, oh no, something really bad is taking place. Mm-hmm. Come to find out, it was about toilet paper. <laughs> Outrage. How you wipe. No. Oh, okay. Outrage about why the other other person, not only would they not replace the toilet paper roll, but the manner in which they replaced the toilet paper roll. Ah, oh, they didn't put. They didn't have it. They had it under and not over. I guess. Or I something remember. like that. I or sh- they I st- didn't put well, it on the roller. If I'm being honest. I stopped listening after I found oh. out it was about toilet paper. Oh, okay. Um, and so my response was basically trying not to laugh hysterically. Okay. And that's just, probably not the right response and, and bring, in any marriage conversation that's serious. And tried to bring you know this person back to center here, sure. and letting them know that in the great scheme of things, uh-huh. that is one of the most insignificant things on the face of the planet. Right, and it should never be something that you're outraged about. Okay. Now I know in a relationship you would never want to minimize uh, uh, anyone's feelings. On anything, but I guess what I'm trying to get at is, is that if if there are, if there are things of deal breaking significance uh-huh. that could completely derail a relationship around everyday menial things, uh-huh. I'm saying that should be a huge concern. Absolutely, huge concern. Absolutely, it should. Like on the scale, of like top ten things you should be concerned about before marrying somebody. Okay, those shouldn't be on the top ten list. Okay. We didn't. We, you know, we never got to deal breaker. Well, no, I mean, okay. we're how long just, are we in this? I've just, just been asking. I've just been asking if if it ever becomes unequally yoked in chores, are you're going to be good with that? 
Well, I guess I'm just operating on the assumption that it's going to be at some point. Okay. Like on both, I, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm going into it with the, with the assumption or presumption um, that that situation is going to exist no matter what me and my spouse do. Oh, okay. At different times over the or the arc of the relationship. So you're going to stop cleaning at times. She's going to stop cleaning at times. Or we both stop cleaning at times. Wow. Don't Who invite knows? me over if that happens. Well, I mean. Okay. All right. Uh, next question. Do you like to create rules in a relationship? I think that young Joey uh-huh. had rules in his mind. He had, he had things made up. He felt like there were rules of marriage, uh-huh. uh, rules of the world. Sure. And uh, he struggled any time coloring got outside of those lines. Okay. Older Joey. <laughs> so you're saying right now, I feel like I'm going to predict what you're saying. Okay. No rules, no holds barred. Whatever happens, happens in new Joey's home. No. Oh, okay. Not at all. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Uh, no, no, no. More know. rules. No. Okay. No, 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 no. I think that um, I was talking to somebody one time. Okay. And 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 we were talking about something similar about this. And part of the conversation was that if you, uh, there, there are some conversations, if you have to have them. Uh-huh. That should probably be an indicator that you're not with the one. Oh uh, yeah. And that took me a minute because on the surface I was like, "That's sounds ludicrous. Like, what the heck does that even mean?" Yeah, that sounds like more like y'all have a common understanding that y'all are not going to intentionally infringe upon one well, another. Well, one of my I favorite quotes is uh, the greatest problem with communication is the illusion is taking place. Okay. So that's I, I initially struggled with that whole concept, but I think it's about aligning values. Okay. Okay. So I think if if, if you, you have aligned values, then there's no need for rules. Well, I mean, there are there are rules. Like, Ooh. well, no, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, the rule. I mean, my my rule. There book, will be rules. There, I, well, I think there. So you're are saying rules. there will be rules. I want to. I want to mark it down. Mark it now. There will be rules. I think there are some rules. Okay, such as don't lie. Okay. Don't cheat. Okay. Okay. Those are good ones. And don't commit harm. In all situations? If you... (laughs) Well, no. Yes, in all situations. In all situations. No harm. No harm? It's not harmful. No. It's not harmful. Mm. It's not harmful if you find it pleasurable, if that's where you're going. Uh, That's that's not true. That is not true. Maybe not by definition, but regardless. Um, yeah, those are pretty things, right? Like, okay. so okay. If, if you're not being abusive in, in your situation. Okay, so there's three rules in your household. Don't lie, don't cheat, don't do any harm. Yeah. I you mean, can steal if you want to. That's, that's in my opinion, theft is, is in part lying and dishonesty. So should I, should I change it to integrity then? Uh, have integrity. Okay. No yeah, deception. Yeah. I would yeah. say that stealing is a form of deception. Well, I mean, because could... you're deceiving without talking. You're like you're doing it behind somebody's back. But De- well, stealing I mean, integrity... is like a combination. Stealing is like a combination of lying and well, cheating. So, some find the definition of integrity is what you do when no one else is looking. That's character. It's also, I mean, a, de- a common definition of integrity. Though. Oh, okay. At least that's what Pinterest says. <laughs> okay. So you know what I'm saying. <laughs> okay. uh, so at any rate, I didn't look up Pinterest. That's my fault. 
Um, I feel like, yeah, dude, like, like trust, um, integrity, fidelity, okay, uh, that type of thing. And okay. then, so not, those are, those are values. Have a, have a core system of values. Yeah. And then, and part of that is, is not harming. So like, yeah. Okay. If, I, I think that if you found yourself in a situation that was physically abusive, don't harm unless emotionally, initially abusive, <laughs> uh, I, I can't even talk now cause you're stumbling me. Yeah. Physically, emotionally, psychologically, spiritually, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you have somebody that's committing harm to others. Yeah. Um, I think that could be a huge problem. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No guns. All right. Um, this was a good one. This one is a really, really good one. I'm excited opinion. about it. Who was your best friend and why? This is a really, really good one in my opinion. See, I've, uh, we've already, we've disagreed on this in the past. Me and you? Yeah. Good. It's what the viewers want. Yeah, no, absolutely. No, Here's the don't. deal. Here's the reason why I think this is a great question. Yes. Okay. The person you hang out with the most is going to reflect on how you are. Here's here's why I say that. Okay. Not always. So you're telling me that that uh, who's the person that you hang out with the most outside of your newly Facebook official person? Uh, I'd be the person sitting across the table from you, homie. So you're saying I have zero influence on how you are? I would say that we are, while we are like-minded and have kinship, we are still autonomously different people. Absolutely, we're autonomously different people. But my point is, is how much more out of your shell have you become in two years now as to when we started this thing? Like, how long did it take you to invite me to your house when we weren't podcasting? Well, I, I do think that, that our friendship played a huge role in that. And then Christmas 2018, I stayed the night and listened to a cannon fire and nearly I know. wet that was, the that back was, of my pants. That was very crazy. Well, I don't know. I, I think that is a, is a byproduct of our friendship and what how we've been there for each other through our healing. Absolutely. But Absolutely. That's I, my point. There's influence there. Well, no, I guess what I'm saying is, and, and not to take anything away from, from the benefits of this relationship, huh? I, I was that person before becoming depressed. Uh-huh. And so I feel like our one of the huge benefits of this is that this helped me come out of my depression. Absolutely. And I was on a similar track. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. So, yeah. So what I'm saying is that the person you hang out with the most is going to have a reflection through you. They're going to impact you, but they're not always going to influence your behavior. No, I don't think they're... Okay, I don't like using superlatives because it's that's unreal. Okay. Okay. Uh, that's why we say it's probably really annoying that I do it all the time when I say generally, because there are overarching concepts that you fall into a large amount of the time. So what I'm saying is the more you and I talk, the the more similar our thoughts are or conversations become, like especially in politics, Okay, I would say the only the biggest thing that me and you clashed on, or like there was a change, was when you got COVID and I got COVID. Your mentality changed, and mine didn't. Not a hundred percent, but yes. I mean, you're way more. You have you suffer way more anxiety than I do. 
and or you know worry my thoughts yes but i think my viewpoints on it well i mean if we're if we're going to take a sidestep here we view we view different realities of what happened while we had it and we view different realities of um what social social responsibility with it okay sure social responsibility yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, like, I'm not, I'm not saying, I'm not meaning that disrespectfully. I'm just saying we, we are on polar opposites. Sure, and that's not. You don't have to be like topic. Ta- you don't have to be tandem on, on everything. No, but I'm saying, but like we, because that's what makes you you, and what makes me me. Well, but I mean, after doing 100, what are we on now? I mean, this is 20th episode. 21. This is twenty one. Yeah, twenty one. So uh, uh, one sixteen. This is number one. Yeah. So so getting close to one hundred twenty different episodes. Uh, we we. I'm saying we're best friends. Yep. We're brothers. Yep. We, but I have no influence on you, and you have no influence on me. I think that we have the opportunity to influence each other. Okay. But what I'm trying to say though is, is that we still see the world very differently at times. Okay. We still approach the world very differently at times. Mm-hmm. And I think that's evident in some of our episodes where we approach a subject a, diff- a different way. Okay. We approach each other a different way. Okay. That's all I'm saying. Let I'm me ask saying, you a question. But I mean, like when we were, when you're younger, mm-hmm. you, you're much more likely to act like the person you're spending all your time with, where I'm just saying, I don't think we always act like each other. I think as we get older, that becomes to be less relevant. I think that where we're at now and where we have been the last few years, it's very relevant because we are at an age where there's a lot that can happen. There's a lot that can happen for you in terms of job, finances, blah, blah, blah. There, you, you, have a, you still have a significant future if everything, you know, if you're afforded that time. Here's my question. My question is if you... If you have a best friend who likes to do ritzy things and you're traditionally a sweater, sweatpants wearer and they invite you somewhere, you wearing sweatpants? You wearing sweatshirt? To me, who the relationship I have with the person that invited me to the situation. Best is not, friend. That's the context. Yes, I know, but I'm saying but the best friend or not doesn't isn't going to dictate what I, I view as socially acceptable in that situation. So what... Okay. Okay, you're just trying... You're trying to say that you don't aren't influenced by anybody, and that's false. My, what I'm saying... Not false. What I'm saying mm-hmm. is if you spend a lot of time with somebody, then what you do... How you are is not going to be what it would have been if you didn't constantly hang out with that person. And here's my point. If you ha- if, if there's a friend, this happened to me, okay? Kelly's best friend has a $300,000 job. She's friends with Jerry Jones, Stephen Jones. She's friends with Tommy Armour III. Uh, Kelly's desire to be seen as if she belonged in a in in stature that matched theirs increased the more time she spent with her. And all I'm saying is that her influence of the friend who was wealthy, significantly more wealthy than Kelly and I, caused Kelly's desire to raise to be like that. Now, not 
100%, but she enjo- she enjoys the ritzy stuff. Nick and Sam's. You ever heard of Nick and Sam's? No. It's one. It's probably one of the most expensive steakhouses in all of Texas. Maybe, maybe the nation. It's ridiculous. It's like Bob's. I don't know. I've never been to Bob's. It's one. It might be the most in Dallas. The most oh, expensive. Okay. See, I thought Bob's was like above Ruth's Chris and uh, Nick and Sam's above that. And uh, what's the place you had to dress? Let's just at? say. No, let's just say some uh, Del Frisco's. Some people that I was talking about walked into Nick and Sam's. Emmett Smith sitting at the bar. Sitting okay. at the bar. Like, it's just, he's chilling. Okay. Okay, so it's an exclusive, exclusive place from the standpoint of if you don't have the money to buy something, you're not going in there. Okay? Mm. Now, uh, I mean, kind of a, a regular a regular go for Kelly after she got the job that had wealthy clients and the, the wealthy friends. But never, but like, I'm... I'm serious. She would not take me because I'm, I'm an I'm an average Joe, and I wear jeans and I wear t-shirts and I wear sweatpants and hoodies. I'm a coach. I don't have that etiquette. And she <laughs> thought I wouldn't, or it, it came off. Maybe she didn't actually think this, but it came off that she didn't think that I was maybe belonged in a, in a place like that. But that was only after the influence of who she was hanging out with on a regular basis. My point now that's an extreme scenario. Well, I, I mean, I would say, for being honest here, I would say that that was more about who she was and what how she viewed you. All I'm saying about- is extreme scenario. But there are aspects of that extreme scenario that exist with everyone. Well, no, I yes, but I'm, I'm just saying, like in all the situations where people are influenced, like yes, there is influence, and that does affect things, but. Well, I guess what I'm trying to say is, is that in not all circumstances where you find your partner being influenced by someone, uh-huh. are you immediately alienated from it? Okay. The alienation usually happens after you've you've been introduced, and it's an oil and water scenario. Okay. So, here's just some other points. Do you remember? Do you remember David Lee? Yes. Okay. Do you know anything about? his situation it's not good okay it's not good uh there are people in his circle of influence that people in my circle of influence were hanging out with on a regular basis and then people in my circle of influence started doing the same things and it became not good the conversation was if you're hanging out with somebody who's not doing something, but it seems who's not doing something right, but it seems to be socially acceptable, it's going to be more more and more okay to do stuff like that than it than you See, originally thought. Now, now we're getting into some compelling conversations here. That's my point. Who well, is your best friend and why? If they're doing some un ungood things. Do you want them hanging out with him all the time? That's that's a fair question. That's my point. Who's your best friend and why? That's a fair point. So all I'm saying is that's a question that needs to be had. The reason I'm asking it is because it happened to me in at three different times. So... Yeah, yeah, 
That's a conversation I think that needs to be had. I think that that's gonna, that's a hard conversation to be had. I think that I think that it's not an easy one because as soon as you say something negative about their best friend, they become defensive, which is exactly what happened three times. I know, but like I don't know. The thing of it is, is is, is it? Yes. Well, <laughs> some people, some people are more susceptible. Some people are more followers than they are leaders. Sure. Some people are much more like more, much more sheepish than they are um, independent thought uh, thought leaders. Sure. Okay. Afternoon delight. And so I think um, that gets uh, has to be weighed in, into consideration. Okay. Um, I think a lot of times you have situations where one friend hopes to be a positive influence on the other friend and bring them out of whatever thing may or may not be good or healthy for them. Sure, absolutely. But there's a, there's a whole lot of truth to that evil friends corrupt good morals. Yes, sometimes when you're trying to bring somebody up, they drown you instead. Absolutely. 100%. The other thing that's challenging is, is that um, regardless of uh, it, which friend is more heavily influenced than the other, uh-huh. you find yourself in a situation where you can be guilty by association. So sure. if you are close to someone and you are seen to be in support of someone uh-huh. who are doing things um, that your partner would find very questionable or they would find um, inappropriate, regardless of if you're doing them or not, sure. regardless if you're participating in them or not, you in a sense by proxy are saying those things are acceptable and okay so it's very easy for the partner's next logical jump in thought would be mm-hmm. is, well, if they're okay with their best friend doing it, if it's acceptable for that to be happening with someone who's close in their lives, uh-huh. then they themselves are capable of doing such things. Exactly. And I think that's... That's a very linear thought. Yeah, but it's hard, dude. It's really no, hard. No, absolutely. It's not an easy thing yeah, to think about or have a discussion about. It's not, because then you also, I mean, what I think it's at its... Uh, highest tipping point in a in a romantic relationship like a marriage, which is what we're talking about, marriage vetting. Right, here. but I'm saying, yeah. but like if we're taking a, 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 a sidestep into best friendship here, okay, and spheres of influences, <laughs> I think it it also has, I think it also starts to have systematic effects with other relationships in your life. Sure, at, at all different stages because. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, I mean, like birds of a feather flock together. Absolutely. And so you, I appreciate all the little idioms that you're bringing up. You, you, you really are. You are really begin to be viewed as who, who you're, you're around. Yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, okay, uh, this happened. There was a lady at church one time who uh, who got a job or got a different job, and uh, and she got caught on the going to happy hour all the time and doing a whole lot of drinking. And she started feeling guilty about it. Maybe she started being seen by people at the church or something. I don't know. And, you know, of course, where we go to church is a very, very conservative place. So drinking is bad, much less getting drunk. I mean, you definitely don't do that for sure. But you don't drink at all. That's that's what they're preaching out there. So, uh, which is, you know, that's kind of where I, I drew the line with extremism of, of where we went to church. But, uh, but every Friday or every Thursday or maybe every night, I don't know, going out, doing the drinking, coming home tipsy, coming home drunk issues caused her to have some severe, mm. uh, you know, remorse. And, uh, 
And so, well, what she what she blame that on? And I don't know if you were there at this time, but she blamed that on her job and the influences of the people that she became close to at her job where she was spending a lot of time. Yeah. So uh, I think that it's a very, very valid question that you know who the friends are that they spend the most time with and why they spend that time. If the conversation is he or she is a really, really good person, they have a, a great influence on everybody that they're around, okay, great, awesome, keep it up, right? Uh, because we, because, you know, I like to, I like to smoke a little weed or something and they're, they're who I trust when I do that. Okay. Maybe there's some questionable things starting to come around. Now that was maybe a poor example in the time of day, but, uh, my, my question or my point is I was, I was trying to get opposite ends of that spectrum. The next question I think that I need to ask (laughs) based on that one is how do you feel about having opposite sex friends? How do you feel about Facebook official having guy friends? Um, you know, I think the hard part about this question is just like when you're teaching, you're telling, you're talking to your kids about driving. Okay. It's not I did not about, anticipate that. Well, no, it, you're not worried. Like if if you taught your child how to drive and uh-huh. you see that they're a good driver, sure, you're not worried about them driving a car. You're worried about all the other drivers on the road. That's what you're worried about. Oh, truly. I see. I see. Okay. So, so you'd be more worried about the opposite sex friend trying to do something, not her trying to do something. I'm fine with going into a situation with not having any worry whatsoever, but I'm talking like as the topic as a whole, um, it, it's a delicate situation when, if you find yourself in a situation where you develop some type of bad feeling about it, right? <laughs> What the heck? Catherine. Catherine's on. Um, okay. Um, so I, I, you got to be careful with it because um, it, it's not about, like, you can be in a situation where you have a bad feeling about someone else's intentions, uh-huh. but it's almost impossible to bring that 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 concern to, to the surface mm-hmm. without it being heard and received as you're not trusting your partner. So there's a big, so what you're saying is, I think that's hard. There is a big need to have an understanding of that early on. I think you need to have a plan for it. No, no, no. I don't know if you can plan for new friends. I I think it's safe to have a communication plan. Yeah. Oh, I see. Like if you're, if you're like, let's say you're doing that thing that all relationships that go through where you start uh, cycling through like a, a proverbial index of uh, index cards worth of of hypotheticals, right? Like what we're doing right now. Sure. So I think it's important to say, okay. These like, aren't hypotheticals. These are for real. These are questions you really need to ask people before agreed, you get married but they're to about them. technically hypothetical situations. Oh, oh, okay. But not the, hy- best, not the best friend one. Hypothetical that something uh, with ill intentions is going to be a part of that oh, dynamic. Oh, I see. I see. So I think having a, having a game plan of how you're going to talk about that so as not to trigger those things. Ooh, frugality is a word. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, fact checker, Mark. I appreciate that, my friend. Yeah, my cousin. I make up uh, a lot of words, so I I wasn't so, sure if it was or not. So at any rate, okay. So back to this though, uh, I think you got to be careful with it. Yeah, you know, I I have friends, I have friends that are uh, that are girls, women, right? Uh huh. Um, not for long. Wow. <laughs> um, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna maintain those friendships as is my significant other is gonna maintain their relationships with people. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't I don't have a problem with any of that because I've always had a lot of friends that were girls. Yeah, um, don't have a problem with it at all. Okay, but I think both parties need to be able to have those type of conversations if those concerns are raised. Mm-hmm. It brings so. it bring it calls to the table brings to the table trust. Yeah, you gotta Big be on time. the same page with people. Yeah, absolutely. If you don't, if they're in any way, shape, or form, you feel some issues of mistrust, then there needs to be a conversation. But so. I think too, though. I mean, I, I, I think you could recognize this as well. When you are in a relationship versus when you're out of a relationship, sometimes those friendships with people of the opposite sex do have to be modified. Sure. Because when you're single and you have other friends of the opposite sex that may be single, there can be a lot of like random flirting that might not have any intentions. Yeah. Agreed. But it's just part of it. You know Agreed. what I mean? You give each other a hard time, bust each other's balls a little bit. Yeah. Um, Metaphorically and, speaking, yeah, of might, course, at least on yeah, one of those. Yes, yes, yes. But <laughs> if when it's not, then the same sex friends. But when, yes, yeah, fair. But when you're, <laughs> when you're, um, but I think when you're in that relationship, uh, that uh, that respect for the for the relationship that you're in with who you're in, there has to be kind of an internal change, yeah. Or that tone, and and there's uh like proverbial boundaries that are kind of put in place, yep. uh, With what is and isn't appropriate with those friendships. So I think if you if you and your partner are on the same page with what uh, what what boundaries are, what uh, what relationships look like, I think you're good to go. Absolutely. Because don't uh, you think too though. One of the biggest things in relationships, one of the biggest pitfalls is where one person feels as though they're being asked to or they're being compelled to or they feel the need to change. Yeah. You should be wanting to evolve together, whether it be together towards each other or, you know, individually still as you're evolving in life. Uh, But it it should not be um, when, when if you're getting ready to marry somebody, you should like who they are. And who they're who they're capable of being equally. Yeah. It can't be that you're going all in on, on the what ifs. Yeah, you know That's you got you got you got to be pretty pretty satisfied with with uh, where you're at so that you can fulfill that commitment of the good times, the bad times, rich or poor. Yeah, absolutely. Sick, ugly, healthy. You know. Okay, so uh, here's a question: Do you ever get so drunk that you don't remember things? No. Okay, I don't either, but. That's a conversation. That's a question I mean, that you might have to ask. Thank you're welcome, future Mrs. Average Joe. Absolutely, not something you're going to worry about with us. No, you're, unless we go back to drinking, the first time could be probably bad. Uh, I've never been a drinker, so I can't go back. Well, if, if I, I decide to actually jo- go down you know that I mean? rabbit hole, then yeah, 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 yeah. I was about to say jump down that rabbit hole. Yeah, but I mean. uh, so that's I think that's a question that you got to ask. You got to like if if your partner does drink or. Uh, enjoys the beverage, the adult beverage. I think that's a question that you got to ask. Do you get so drunk that you can't remember stuff? And to me, that potentially calls into the integrity, character, trust type of questions because is she going to put herself, if if I'm thinking, is she going to put herself in a situation where she's not going to be able to remember stuff and then I'm just going to have to accept that Whatever happened, happened. It's because she was drunk. I, I have to be okay with that. So, that, I mean, I got a couple of thoughts on this. Okay. Okay. So, thought one would be, I think when it comes to consumption, addictions, and habits of all kinds. Okay. Those are equally merited conversations to have. Right? Absolutely. Do they smoke? Do they participate in drugs, illegal or, or legal? Mm-hmm. Um, drinking. Okay. 
but what what are some other things that can be equally as compelling and altering right mm. um mm. some people some people are addicted to food some people are addicted to shopping some people are addicted to um I, I, you can have other hobbies that could be really, really. I don't addictive. think you could have other hobbies where it causes you to forget what happened. No, no. But again, I have multiple the parts con- here. The context of the question is: Do you ever get so drunk that you forget what happened? Well, no. But that to me seems like a very singular question. So if you're going to talk about the impact of choices, right? Okay. So that's how I view that question: is extremes. Yeah. Um, so I think those are important to have, so you can kind of be on the same page. Okay. But specifically to the drinking, um, and, and to me that's a, that's something that's got to go. To me, that's something that well, if, if that's going to happen, uh, I number one, I don't want to be I don't want to be having to deal with you being drunk all the time. I don't want to have to be uh, or every weekend. Maybe it's not all the time, but every weekend you decide to go out and get drunk, and now I'm having to you're calling me in the middle of the night. Or whatever to come get you because you can't drive. Um, something <laughs> yeah, happens. No. Uh, yeah. You're you're puking uncontrollably. Um, I mean, there's all kinds of stuff. There's a lot of stuff that I don't now want to have to take care of because of what you're saying. The choices that you're making are now having a repercussion. <laughs> um, uh, saw something on the screen. Uh, I don't know, man. I I think that it's not just drinking. Yeah. I think that you can have health-related situations, whether it be physical or even like mental health type of things. Sure. That can put you in a situation to where you're acting outside of your rightful mind. Uh I agree Um, with you that drunkenness is the extreme of drinking. And so there are the extremes of shopping where you spend all of your money on shopping and you don't have enough for bills. Say irrational behavior. Yeah. Yes. You know what I mean? Erratic, irrational... extreme behavior but uh, but so yes so the behavior can be erratic and irrational as a consequence of being blackout drunk that's true same thing if you're high on drugs of some sorts or life or life that's fair also if you are becoming compulsive over something uh-huh. also if you have somebody who's experiencing a hormone imbalance if they're depression and other mental health related issues mm. so i'm thinking like it's not just it's not, I think I think it's important to not just evaluate what ha- like okay so if I know they're never going to get blackout drunk I'm never going to have to deal with an altered person or a person who's behaving as though they were not the person that I married you get what I'm saying yep next question are you accountable for your actions do you hold yourself accountable for your actions that's a great question to ask yeah 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 do you I like to think so yeah hundred percent it didn't used to be hundred percent I used to I used to shuck the blame. You know, I think that <laughs> this is this is hard because there are things uh, that uh, I used to struggle. Like I'm sure you did too, right? Probably. Where um, I may still. It it, it yeah. Uh, where it's it's you get caught up with whose fault is it? Ah, uh, yes. You know what I mean? Yes. It's not my fault. No. It's not. Uh, it's you know, and, and wanting to be right. Have you ever listened to the book or read the book Extreme Ownership? I purchased it, both physical and audio copy, but I never got to it. still haven't gotten to it. I, I did not. So in that book, uh, part of that um, is an answer to your question. In order to improve the situation, accept the blame. It's your fault. And what can you do 
to make the situation better because you can't control anybody else. You can only control your part in it. This is probably going to drive you crazy too. I'm trying to move away from, from blame in general. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I'm just saying accept some accept responsibility Yes, and take ownership of what you had that you contributed, what you could control. Right, and also I think part of that is also taking taking ownership or, or excuse me accepting the reality of the situation regardless of what hand you had or had not to play in it absolutely absolutely yeah. so all i'm saying is it's a great listen uh it's it's a to me it's a much easier listen than read because i don't like to read i fall asleep i bought yeah, yeah. the book dichotomy of leadership which is a secondary right uh, like the last chapter of extreme ownership is called the dichotomy of leadership where it's like in order to be uh um like, in order to be a leader, you also have to follow. Right. Uh, in order to be um, strict, you also have to be humble or That's something fine. like that. Yep. So there's a whole lot of dichotomies that exist in leadership where you they don't seem like um, they don't seem like they would be the quality of a leader just by themselves. But whenever you put the dichotomy together, it's, yep, obviously that's, you know, you sometimes have to take a step back in order to lead. And so anyways, uh, I bought that second book and started reading it. I got through like page five and then I bought the audiobook <laughs> because, and I, I've listened to the first chapter already and I bought it just a couple days ago. And Good so deal. I listened to it in my portable whenever I don't have kids. Sometimes I listen to it with my soccer team because it's uh, Navy SEAL um, experiences that translate into real world aspects of leadership. Gotcha. And so it's great. That's actually... Uh, extreme ownership is what I started using when I was talking to my, my kids last year to make them become start becoming accountable for the things that they brought to the table instead of right. always saying it was somebody else's fault that we lost or that we uh, that somebody scored on us. Like, okay, well, what did you do to help prevent them from scoring? Or did you just sit back and watch it and then blame somebody? You made a mistake and didn't try to fix it or stuff right. like that. Anyway, so there was there was a whole lot of good stuff, and so if you haven't listened to or read the book Extreme Ownership, or and or the Dichotomy of Leadership, y'all should go buy that book or audio book, listen to it or read it today, uh, or start it today. It's great. It helps you. It helps you in at home leading children. It helps you if you're a coach leading a team. It helps you if you're a boss leading your employees. It helps in so many situations, and it uh, it's. Man, it made me really analyze a whole lot of stuff, which is why I, I've come to a lot of conclusions. Like, the only thing I can control is what I do. Like, I can't control your reaction whenever I say something. You know, I can't control that stuff. Well, okay. Yeah, okay. That's, that's on you. Like, how you react is on you. How I react is on me. Yes, technically. You can say something to try to get a reaction out of me. Well, I'm th I'm thinking way well, I, I view that that whole point there is, is that regard yes you are not uh, you're not responsible for someone's proponency for offense per se. Uh -huh. You're not responsible for how someone's going to necessarily hear you or receive you. Sure, but you are responsible for your intent. And I think that when people say I'm only responsible for what I say, I think oftentimes it's used as a cop out for people who struggle with taking responsibility for the intent and the consequences uh, of what they do or say. Uh, uh, I think I'm saying that what, yeah. what and how, like how I am, mm -hmm. I control. 
Yeah. How I talk, yeah. I control. Yeah, but. What I say, I control. How I react, I control. How you react, you control. Regardless of my intent, you have to control your reactions, however you see fit. It doesn't negate your responsibility. I'm not saying it. I'm not saying it negates my responsibility. I'm not saying that. Like I'm and saying I'm also is, saying that I'll own my part in in the conversation. Yeah. So like yeah. So if if you if not you, I hate when no no have this talk about me. Yeah. Because I probably did it. <laughs> if someone <laughs> goes out of their way to push someone's button, uh huh, and they get a reaction that reaction they've been just begging for. Okay. They're responsible for that. It's, it, 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 you can't use the thing of like, well, I'm only responsible for what I say. I'm not how I how I react. I'm not responsible for their reaction. Right. You have to take you some are. accountability for what you were trying to accomplish. Exactly. That's. What, I mean, I agree with that. You have to own your part in it. I know, but what I was trying to say though is, is a lot of people I think that that kind of get off from pushing buttons, and a lot of people I think that uh, enjoy uh-huh. uh, trolling, if you will. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, I think like it can be used as a cop out for them to where they don't necessarily um, have any guilt or remorse or, or feel that responsibility whenever, you know, they really have offended somebody, when they really have hurt somebody uh, with what they said or what they've done. That's all I'm saying. See, I think I think that if we're using today's post as an example, I, I, listen, I'm talking in general. I don't know how far you not, got. No, no, no. I don't know. I don't think you are. All I'm saying is if you did, I don't know how far you got down there. But I, at the end of that thing, I said, I'll, I'll accept some responsibility. I probably shouldn't have responded. Well, that's good. Yeah. And then, and then I was told that, that everything that I say is right. And that's not true. Well, I mean, if we're using that as an example, okay? okay? Um, <laughs> when one party decides to, to, to lay down the slings and arrows. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's not uh, it's 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 not unfair for the other part party to 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 not to not necessarily to have to be ready at that moment too. No, to lay down the slings and arrows or to fire them. Because <laughs> laying them down is like surrender. Laying them down is I'm, I'm done. Saying, I'm done fighting with these slings and arrows. Yeah, but I'm saying so. Like if you you did what you construed as being, I'm laying my down the slings and arrows. Oh, I see what you're saying. You know what I mean? Okay. And, and if uh, the other party came back again, yeah, yeah, it it is what it is. Sure, is all I'm saying. Like sure. they might not be ready yet. Coming. Oh, up. oh they're they're still on the offensive. Well, or defense. the defensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Most people that feel like they're being the victim of a situation, uh-huh. um, if they've been attacked, uh-huh. they're they're not going to necessarily be okay with uh, with turning it off just because the person they they view was attacking them decided, okay, I'm done now. Okay. That's well, what I'm okay. So I would say that that if if someone steps away, dials it down, backs off then they are no longer in control of what comes afterward. No, I don't, I don't, no. I don't agree with that at all. We're just honest as a dog, I know. What I'm saying I is think, think you, if, if a olive branch or a, a, listen, this went too far, is extended, and then option B, <laughs> player B, continues the negativity after that 
not accepting the olive branch? I would say the onus of the fallout rests more on them at that point. So in, in some scenarios, sure. not specifically this one. Sure. Um, I could be wrong. I uh, could be wrong. Uh, fair. Um, um, in some situations, um, individuals, <laughs> I feel like, go about things to get joy out of it. Sure. Okay. Sure. So if I'm in a situation where somebody is coming at me a certain way mm-hmm. because they've had a bad day or they're feeling a bit off and they're going to get their rocks off, they're going to get their joy mm-hmm. from seeing me react and squirm this that, and the other. Mm-hmm. Whenever they did, whenever they've gotten their fix mm-hmm. and they've come off their high mm-hmm. and they're ready to play nice again, I give zero. Go ahead and hit the bleep button. Oh, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I, I didn't I have guess, it queued up. Yeah, no, I, 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 yeah, I apologize. Hold yeah. on, let's get it. There. Let's get there. You ha- you give what? I give zero. Okay, exactly. So I, again, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not diving into so my specific commentary. Post. I'm not, I'm not on a Facebook Live going to dive into the dichotomy of my specific opinion. Let's take your post on everyone's behavior in that post. I'm just saying in general, All if I'm someone's saying, being a dick, I could care less when they want to quit being a dick. It doesn't negate they're being a dick. Okay. So, oh, so you're saying that I was being a dick? No, I'm saying <laughs> that if someone is going out of the way, here's of being my a dick, deal. Whenever Let's they take feel your like, post that you deleted. Dick, <laughs> Let's take. Your I don't. Post. It doesn't matter. Are you just using this scenario so you can say the word dick? <laughs> okay. So here's the deal. My post, my original response was simply the office of president commands respect. I want to. I want to. I want to. I want to clarify Not this. Not the person. Are we in? Are, do we want to break this down? Yeah. And are we good with honest assessments of it? Sure. Absolutely. Okay. So here's my deal. You you can break it down and be honest in just a second. Listen, I know that I instigate or I began to instigate. I did not initially intend to instigate. So my response was to a comment that said, uh, "I will never respect this man." nor the office he holds, okay, which is currently the president. So my initial thought to that was, I don't know if I will ever respect Joe Biden because of countless things he has said that has called his own integrity into question. But if he is going to be my president, then I will. I am commanded to respect the office of the president, and so whether it's him, whether it's Trump, Obama, if it ever becomes Kamala Harris, whatever, whoever it may be, as a citizen of the United States, it is my duty to respect the office of the presidency. If there becomes a situation where it becomes like a Hitler dictatorship situation, then it is my responsibility as a citizen of a republic to get away from dictatorship. So to 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 start, hit the pause button there. Okay, great. Um, I, I think that it's futile. Mm-hmm. Um, and earlier in that post, I was commenting to a friend from the old Life and Times of the New Middle yeah, Class. Yeah, I uh, think Anthony. I saw that. And uh, then she just responded to something. And yeah. Anthony was like, "Cause I'd said something about I don't care about Trump anymore. Yeah, like whatever it is you want to say. Is. Yeah, whatever you want to say about him, I'm not going <laughs> to argue with you because he screwed up. Yep. 
Uh, sure. I'm, I'm tired of trying to explain to people there's two sides to the coin. Yeah, he, he said some horrible things, but... He's got he, eight days left in office He's or not... You know, up until now... I don't think that he's been uh, as uh, responsible for you know being Satan as everyone as the media has played it out to be. Absolutely, I don't think things have been accurately represented. This last go around, I he has responsibility and he's not manned up. And this is the I agree with straw that. that broke the camel's back for me because I've that. made excuses in the past. I can't now. Anywho, what I'm saying is, and so he was like, "Well, you know, blah blah blah," and I was like, "Yeah, I get it." Like, but I'm I'm t- I'm not having that argument anymore. Yeah, he's he's irrelevant now. Uh-huh. We got to move on yep. because the narrative of what people who there's a, there's a population in this country that does not want socialism. There's a population in this country that Large doesn't, population. that does not agree with um, socially progressive programs and uh-huh. um, sure. platforms. Sure. Yeah. So those populations <laughs> exist. Sure. Yeah. So there's a lot of people that don't agree with Bernie Sanders, AOC. There's a lot of people mm-hmm. that want to hold Kamala Harris and, and, and Joe Biden equally responsible for their 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 outcomes and actions and words. Yep. As as people have tried to hold Trump, Absolutely. Bush Junior, Bush Senior, and you know, every other Republican. Right. Um so there's every there's other Democrat. Yeah. Everybody who yeah. has done something offline yeah. or out so, of line, so, off so, base. So the nature of that post was to illustrate uh-huh. That that this person who's our new elected president, sure. okay, um, their their part of their goal um, and their tactic, if you will, their approach to try to bring unity to this country is to to tout out the 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 only like the th- three living presidents, most recent living president, living presidents outside of Trump. <laughs> my point is, my point of the post was, is that if you think Trump is Satan, uh-huh. because he said bad things. Uh-huh. He was rude. Yep. Um, and the 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 left and most of the media uh-huh. has spent the last five years. Right. His campaign plus his presidency. Yeah. Destroying him as, and his as family. As best they possibly could. Exactly. Yep. If that makes him bad man. Uh-huh. You have a laundry list of reasons why everybody thought Bush was, was horrible. Yep. Oh, I saw all those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And same but yet, thing, okay, Clinton so my point so, was they were all president. They were all my president. Yes, every every president that's elected to the United President of the United States of America is my president because I'm an American. Right. I held Obama accountable. Like I was, I criticized Obama for the things I didn't agree with. Absolutely. I complimented him on the things I think he did right. I often said I'd had a beer with the guy. I think he was a good husband and father, but I didn't agree with him politically or uh-huh. it, like ethically with some of the decisions he made perverting the Constitution. Uh-huh. Uh, but uh, same thing with there's, Bush. There's a lot of people that say the exact opposite things about Trump that he has done a lot of really good things politically, but are think he's a just kind of a garbage man person. Yeah. Yeah, well, every Kennedy's been a garbage man, <laughs> except for maybe Junior. Yeah, you know what I mean. But like yeah. Robert Kennedy was trash. John F. Kennedy, hate to break it to you, was trash. I mean, I, I I judge a man by how he treats his wife. Sure. I judge a man. I judge a man and a woman by the fidelity of their bedroom. Oh, that's just okay. how I am. Yeah. Hey, so hey, yo, get back. Get let's get back on track. Yeah. So same thing with Bill Clinton. <laughs> like outside of all the criminal acts that Bill Clinton has committed along with his wife. I don't understand how he survived the Me Too movement. Yeah. Like if, if you Oh true. If there's one tenth true. of you if there's one tenth of you that 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 believes in any part of the Me Too movement, uh-huh. I don't uh, it, my head wants to explode. Sure. 
that you can be okay with him representing anything. It doesn't make any sense to me because he's the antithesis of the Me Too movement. He's right. been a career of preying on them. Bill Cosby uh-huh. is blind in jail dying because there are multiple accounts of him roofing a girl. Right. Girls. Right, sure. And, and having sex with them without their full conscious consent. Right. I think that's horrible. Absolutely. I'm not okay with that. That is the next question. But, Are you okay with roofing someone <laughs> for sexual gain? Yeah, that's a no. <laughs> but but what Bill Clinton has done, in my opinion, is, is there's been ten more accounts. Yeah, and in some cases, just as bad, if not worse. Sure, absolutely. It's complete, but it's double standards. Which is that what? should be a question on here. How do you feel about double standards? If you're the person who's creating the double standard, are you okay with it? But if I'm creating the double standard, is it an issue? Fair. Uh, but going back to this, though, I think the problem with everybody trying right to now stay is, on here. I know. Well, we we, well, we already we jumped out. We jumped out. We, we jumped, took a left we, turn. We parachuted. But the thing of it is, is the problem with people now is is that people don't understand that if I don't like because right now with everything that's been taking place in the last what ten days, uh huh. If I don't agree. With what the person that's holding the power says, you get banned. You get canceled. You yeah, get deleted. Or canceled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get deleted. Yeah. Because one of the people on that thread reached out to me privately. Okay. And said, "I feel like your approach in this post was a little cynical." Okay. Do you have a problem with standing up for what you believe? You're in? not going to tell us who that person is. No. Okay. Will you tell me afterward? Yes. Thank you. Um, I'm just curious. Well, no, I, I, I try to be respectful of people. Sure. Sure. I want to make sure that things that happen outside of this show stay outside of the show. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so my response to that person was, is I, I completely understand where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. Here's genuinely what my approach is. And, yeah. and I, I'm not a spineless person. I, I, I'm very convicted. Right. But if I were to speak my convictions, dare I say, speak my truth. Yeah. I would be censored. Right. Yep. Because I have been censored. Yep. Um, We've been t- fact-checked. Well, it, it goes back before That's this. fair. Yeah. And fact-checked. But here's the deal. <laughs> here's the deal, though. I was very active online uh-huh. at the end of, of, of W's second term. Right. And throughout uh, uh, the first term of Obama. Right. Well, into his second term. Until I couldn't handle I couldn't deal with it anymore. Mm-hmm. And I was fought tirelessly against censorship uh, yes. because I wanted to speak. I wanted to share facts. I wanted to have dialogue and I wanted to expose some things that I didn't appreciate. Like people are too sensitive nowadays. Well, so the, so the thing of it is way is, too sensitive. Well, I'm just saying factually from my, my personal experience, uh-huh. if there is a, a Democrat elected and sitting president, uh-huh. I'm going to be censored because if I don't agree with them, that happens. I'm just saying like, that, that's my experience. Yeah. But anyways, uh, so I'm digressing. I know. But anyway, so I told him, I said, no, no, my thing is I'm trying to create conversation with people. Uh-huh. And I'm trying to do it in a non-offensive manner. Absolutely. Because people are super sensitive. Yeah. And I want, and I, and I, so you want to like try to maintain dialogue without being shunned. Well, here's the thing. Um, Trump is not going to be president, uh, come the 20th or before if he gets impeached. Right. Well, I want to know what the whole cut, what, What's going to happen in the what world? What the whole what? What the whole what? What's going to happen in the world after he's retired to Mar-a-Lago? Okay? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When the man is no longer in a position of power or influence, right? who are we going to blame 
everything since the dawn of man on. Right. I, That's so, what it seemed was happening to yeah, him. Yeah. So I, and, and I can't, for the last umpteen years, you cannot express a different opinion from yourself without it being about Trump. So I like to do the stupid thing where I, I pose legitimate questions yeah. without mentioning Biden or Trump. Right. I don't use people's names because my, my what I'm trying to get people to ascertain has nothing to do with an individual. You're looking more at the value of the situation or the lack right. of value. Well, right, because here's the yeah. deal. People, the puppets, uh-huh. okay? The sheep. The sheep. Well, there's also puppets, right? So there's always going to be a different figurehead behind the people that are really running things. Those people go, we go through cycles. Eight years of this, eight years of that. Uh-huh. Things haven't really changed, right? Sure. Agreed. It's the same carousel. So my point of it is, is the problems in America have no bearing on who's sitting in that chair. Right. It's much bigger than the person but, who's sitting in that chair has a voice in a three party or a three phase government. Right. But you know who does have a, who has more inf- who has shaped this country more than the sitting president? Uh, Nancy Legislat- legislative body. Oh. Oh, so yeah. imagine the irony, yeah, of electing to to a president, a man who spent nearly fifty years oppressing people with a stroke of a pen. I don't understand it, and right. I know I'm going a little bit further than I should. <laughs> you get a little far fetched. I'm about to get canceled. Yeah. All I'm saying is, is that I think it's important for the people. House and the Senate <clears throat> have influenced the shape of this country more than any one president, right? Because and- there are no term limits. In those exactly. offices. And executive sign legislation, they don't create it. Right. So, um, th- th- at the end of the day, <laughs> I think people should be able to be prepared to have conversations if they want the country to change. Sure. Where they're not going to get triggered and say, orange man, bad for everything. Sure. But it's okay. Agreed. But if people want to say it, I'm going to be respectful of them. Sure. And I'm going to just try to gently remind them that I'm not talking about orange bad man. You see, I would. I'm talking I would, about the problems. I would like to say that throughout that entire post, I never talked about Trump. Well, I know, but I'm just saying, like, I think I like. I don't care if it's. I don't care if it's Trump, Biden, anybody. I know, but any. But I guess the difference is, is I went into that. I approached that from the scenario that I knew. That everything that came out of my mouth, unless it was I hate Donald Trump, uh-huh. was going to be received as I love Donald Trump. Oh, yeah, that's true. So that is that is essentially what happened. Right. So if you by taking that on, knowing that's what it's going to be. Yeah. Well, I wasn't I, actually thinking that until you just said it. Yeah. So I just chose not to engage. Yeah. I'm not going to engage with that. OK, back. Let's take the right turn and get back on here. Because yeah, we're at two hours now. That's okay. That happens. All right. How good would you say you are at commuting, communicating matters that upset you? I need to work on that. I'm terrible at it. Yep. Uh, at every relationship I have. Yep. Uh, how well verbally do you communicate your emotions? When I am, in, when I am being direct, I think very well. I feel like I don't have very many emotions. I'm great at communicating love with my children. Like, I tell them I love them all the time. And they know whether they're disciplined by me or whether they're rewarded by me that I will never not love them. 
I know I'm going to say this. I've said it before, and I think we've talked about it on the show, so it's not like anything crazy, but I really think it'd be fun uh-huh. if you could do it with an open mind. Maybe we could even be a segment on the show. I really think in 2021, you should look into experimenting with a counselor, man. As a counselor? No, with a be counselor. A, I should be a counselor? No, with a counselor. A counselor of, of some sort. Like, a, like therapy. therapy. Yes. You're thinking I need to take, I need to go to therapy. I think that anyone who's been through what we've been through would benefit greatly from it. What, what is a therapist going to tell me that I haven't already told you? It's, no, see, here's the thing. <laughs> it's, ther- therapy, in my opinion, is not about what they're going to tell you. It's uh-huh. about what you're going to be able to, to hear uh-huh. from yourself. Okay. What you're going to be able to learn from yourself. Interesting. I'm just saying, man, it's been very helpful for wow. me where I find myself. Um, well, dude, I'll be honest with you, man, this relationship, like I, I was telling her the other day, I, I don't think if I hadn't uh, have, had done that myself, uh-huh. I think I still would be dealing with severe panic and anxiety. Sure. I think I would still be struggling uh-huh. um, to, to, to find myself in a position to where I'd be ready or open for a relationship, let alone some of the other things I've done, like a career change and, uh-huh. you know, uh, the sh- some of the things we've done with the show, just like different changes in myself. So I'm just saying, I think it would be healthy. I never was a proponent of it. I always questioned it. What do you but it'd be suppose great should be the, uh, the, the outcome or, or the, you know, maybe the, the vein of an outcome that I should be looking for through therapy? Well, you just said you feel like you struggle with emotion. You don't have that many. Yeah. But, but I think you do. Okay. So I think through that, I think with you being able to process, you'd be, you'd be um, developing skills and, and tool sets to, to handle, to know how to better know yourself and handle the, the different emotions that come from all the different things that life brings you. Uh, I think it also would help. From so you, what you're saying is you think therapy will make me see things as less trivial than I currently see a lot of things. I do think that self-exploration would definitely expand your em- empathic capability. You don't think I'm empath- empathetic? I think we've talked about this, and you struggle with being empathetic to something that you don't, you, 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 you don't see or okay. you haven't physically experienced. Okay. High levels of anxiety. I agree with that. I cannot be... As empathetic as one would like for me to be, I, I will say with high levels of anxiety. I will say I have appreciated your effort. Thank you. <laughs> Thank I've you. appreciated your effort because I knew that you. I knew you loved me, and I knew you cared about me. Yes. Execution at times was was left to be left to be <laughs> left a little left, left to, to be, be desired. desired. Right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But, sure. But I mean, like in all things, no one's perfect. You know what I mean? Um, of course. But, but I think it would. It, I think it could help with communication. And I think it could also help. It, I think an outcome of, of therapy uh-huh. can be um, feeling much more uh, restored to whole if you've, if, you've, if you've been left with a hole. Okay. If that makes any restored sense. Restored to whole if you've been left with a hole. Yes. Okay. Totally. Okay. Uh, so, I mean, okay. nothing else that can make a great So, skin. Joey thinks I, would, I need therapy. All I right. would also. No, no, would, thank you for that. I appreciate that. I would that. also pay money to What like, would you listen. change about the way I communicate with you? 
I don't know. Sometimes I feel like we're talking about ourselves, not our future wives. Well, you know. But, um, wow. I mean, I think the first step in being a good communicator is being a good listener. Oh, I agree with that. I would say that, uh, I would say that, uh, I would say that, uh, man, that's, mm-mm, mm. mm-mm. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I don't know I, I, how to I, properly answer this yeah, question. I, I Maybe I need some therapy. So I, that's a great question, though. It like, is how, like like outside of us. Yeah. Um. In other relationships. Sure. I would say get to the point quicker. What is that? What you would change like, in other people's relationship, relationships with you? What I would say is if somebody's talking to me, get to the point quicker. Stop. Stop talking around the issue and just say it. Right. Yeah. So you know, right. you have a conversation with yeah. someone whose name may or may not be Lindsay. Right. And or Joey. Yeah. Or Joey. <laughs> Get to the point. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. I like I have a I have this thing where I start to not follow a whole lot of talking about one specific thing. Well, you know, and then I start to lose the point of the question in altogether. Well, I think also I think there's uh, a lot of people that talk that way because they don't have a, a good answer for the question, so they're trying to figure out a good answer. I would say that being able to emote is healthy for you like like orange justice or take the l (laughs) yeah yeah no i think being able raising your emotional intelligence i think can only benefit you not only in your personal life whoa are you saying i'm not emotionally intelligent? no i'm saying improving or building upon that skill set because here's the thing people think all all skills and abilities some people are naturally born with uh we all have different ones we have to refine Hmm. like for example like i'm pretty good at math but i had to work hard for it Okay. It, it, didn't, oh, it, didn't, it didn't come to me like algebra in the beginning, like I struggled with. Yeah, sure. And it did not come as easy to me as it uh, comes to me. history, right? Or 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 language. Oh yeah, sure. You know, I mean stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, the written uh, word. Yeah, came easier to you than the uh, problem solving world. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because you, you view things differently. Same thing with some people right. being auditory learners. Some people being visual learners. Right. Some people prefer learning by touch, by feel, by by action, oh, by doing. Aesthetic. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, whereas in the best way to learn is a combination of all three of those. Things. Exactly. Okay. Um. Okay. So you are. Fu- <laughs> uh, this. I think this they, has been healthy. So they far. are furious at you for not having sex often. How do you hope they communicate that with you? Or do you communicate that with them? I think setting up uh, game plans for communication ahead of time are healthy. Such as? Hey, we're going to have sex once a week. No. No? Okay. I think think incorporating (laughs) into your relationships routines. Uh Uh-huh. You know, periodically having deeper conversations. Mm, so Peri- sitting down and saying, "Hey, what's going on?" Well, okay, no, but, yeah. that's metaphoric. But yeah. stopping, take a step back. Hey, what's going on? How can we? How can we be better? What have we done? What do we need to amp up? What do we need to dial back? Yeah, so like, like in a properly in a, analyzing the situation, I the think, all the all encompassing situation. Well, I think that that that. Um, I think that that space and opportunity to have open, honest, direct dialogues. Oh, okay. Doesn't it doesn't always happen by osmosis? I think a lot of things take active active planning. 
Mm. You know, you've heard of like dating with a purpose. Mm. I think sometimes you need to be married with a purpose. You, mm. need, you're, you, you need to have purple, purposeful behavior in your marriage. Yep. I, I've often liked the, the was, I think it was a poem, man. It might've been a parable in the Bible. I'm, I'm going to feel embarrassed if I've gotten the two confused, but uh, it could be a combination of both because uh-huh. a lot of poetry is inspired by faith, but um, where it talks about marriage and love being a garden. You get the garden, you see it being beautiful. It's not static. It's a living, breathing thing, right? So if you're not actively working it, if you're not actively tilling it, you're not actively putting in effort to to make it healthy, to feed it, oh, okay. um, yeah. to keep out uh, uh, parasites or prey, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, things that could damage it, mm-hmm. uh, removing weeds and things that could poison it. Mm-hmm. Um, like your garden, you know, is only going to be as beautiful and bountiful um, as, as how hard you work your garden. That's beautiful, Joey. Yeah, man. So I think it's the same thing. Man. I love the way that you explain that. I love that you're, uh, that, you know, you're, you're, you're expressing yourself, bud. Okay. Um, uh, what do you hate the most? Hmm. I'm actually asking that question for you right now. I'm trying to answer it in a second. Yeah. Hold on. Cruelty. Cruelty. Yep. Intentional? I think anyone who gets off by being cruel to someone uh-huh. gets pleasure from it, from hurting someone, uh-huh. or, oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. or or is numb to it. Okay. Yeah. Yep. I mean, because, you know, a lot of people see a tornado and a lot of people lose their lives in this tornado. Why is God so cruel? Why does God allow cruel things to happen? Well, right. That, I mean, so that's why I was asking the question, like cruelty, well, depending on how you define it. Right? Fair. Yeah, yeah. So, no, I'm more along bad the things though. or things done for a purpose to be bad with a bad outcome. Maybe a, yeah. a, a, sim- a different way of, of putting it would be um, what I hate the most is when someone has no conscience. Okay. So you're talking about somebody strapping a piece of dynamite to a cat, lighting it up, and they blow up the cat. Yes, that'd be unnecessary cruelty. Right. So you hate that. And all things that might be in that umbrella. Yeah, I think somebody who doesn't have a conscience or who has like their, their um, they, they don't have any type of moral compass at all. Okay. Like, you know, no, um, no standards. Right. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what about you? I think uh, I know the answer to this, though. <laughs> what do you think the answer is? I th- I would say uh, inability to, to to understand, like to get on the same page. You think I hate that the most? You are a free thinker, Joe. If we're not going to get on the same page, okay, I'll deal with it. No, but I'm saying in a relationship. Oh, like oh, like, oh, may, oh. like maybe I mean I sh- I'm afraid that's not being heard. Okay, maybe I don't know if hate is the word for that. That's fair. Okay, so anyway, so what's the real uh, answer? Inquiring minds want to know. Hate. What are the thing? What's the thing that I hate the most? Um. I would say that I the thing that I hate the most is intentionally being made to look like a fool. Um, 
it's uh man it's it's dejecting it's degrading um it is uh i think it i think it's a type of cruelty mm-hmm. you know um i i would not say being made to look like a fool if two guys are razzing each other that's that is what it is uh, okay right i i'm not i'm not talking about that i'm talking about uh the deception that uh the deception where somebody's like uh kind of like Andy on the office where everybody knows that Angela's fooling around with Dwight except Andy. Yeah. And then that comes out. Um he was made to look like a fool and somebody very easily could have told him what was going on way way ahead of time, you know. Uh and he and it would have saved him a lot of money from all those deposits that he made for for his wedding. Yeah. It would have saved him a lot of time. Uh, it would save him some emotional despair. It saved him a lot of that stuff. Um, my biggest thing was um, whenever uh, I was going through my stuff, uh, I never once, I'm sorry, I never twice uh, thought I was being uh, deceived. There was one time where I, I felt a red flag. One time in six months worth of uh, time frame. One time, and it was just, and I brushed it off, because I'm a very, very trusting guy. Um, I don't, um, I don't look at things and anticipate that somebody is trying to deceive me. Um, I think that uh, losing trust is losing my trust is very, very difficult. Very, very difficult. And so, um, anyways, mistakes happen. Etc. But um, when when you start looking back and seeing all the things that should have that w- that were intentionally used to hide, that were intentionally used to cover up to lie, that's to me that's the biggest thing. So do you think that um, that being such a huge factor for you? Mm-hmm. Um, do you think sometimes you? are in a state where you're maybe preemptively defensive to that happening. Like you like the best defense is a good offense. So you can, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not yeah. saying you do or not. I'm just asking the question. Like, do you, like, do you am see I, that like, am I potentially avoiding relationships because I don't want to get back into a situation where that could happen? Right. Or yes, the playfully, yes. playfully That's create part of, yeah. Playfully maybe create distance or, or razz or doing this, that, and the other, because, like you're you're trying to prepare for the possibility of feeling less than you should. Right. Uh yeah. There's a lot of that. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Absolutely. Um and that I mean, listen, I ha I have told several people that I'm not ready to explore um anything. Because I'm because I'm not. I'm focused on my kids, man. I'm focused on my kids. When my kids start growing, start getting to a point where uh, they can kind of be on their own, have their own thing going on, they don't need to rely on me near as much, then I can start focusing on me. And I'm perfectly fine with that. Um, You know, I don't have them every day. Tonight's a good example. They're not here with me tonight. But, uh, you know, whenever I have time to myself, I'll, I'll take care of me at that time. Yeah. Um, this podcast is an excellent example. I started this to help take care of me, um, because this is, I felt like this would be a very, very enjoyable thing 
Uh, I would say that it's much more enjoyable now that we have a setup that we've had for a year plus. Yeah, yeah, less uh, arguing with children. Right, and then, um, and at first it was it was just a simple hobby. Let's let's get together, let's record, let's have a fun conversation, blah blah blah. Now it's a hobby that I take very very serious, and uh, and I want to do the best possible job that I can. I want to have as many people on as I can. I want to have as many episodes as I can. Uh, I really really want to explore this thing to the limit. And uh, whether that becomes financial gain or not, to me, I don't care. I've already put so much money into this thing um, for a hobby that I'm like, you know, money is relative at this point. Yeah. Uh, you know, they they tell you money can't buy you love or money can't buy a lot of things. You know, happiness, it really can't buy that. Uh, yeah, they're, they're correct. What this is, the only thing I've done is I keep seeing something else that I want. This poster behind me or this banner behind me is an example. Right. Uh, this man cave light, the uh, neon that I have back here was a gift to my, from my kids when they went to Missouri, uh, they found it, their mother and, and them were shopping. And, um, I, I, my guess is their mother said, Oh, your dad would probably really, really like this. Why don't y'all get this for him? Uh, because you know, they're nine and 10, they may not have been thinking about that, but whenever she said that most likely because of the studio, yeah, uh, they were super excited to give it to me. And when I saw it, I was like, this is awesome because it contributes to this hobby that I have that is amazing. Yeah. And so things like this take care of me. Um, my kids, being a dad that they can rely on, being a dad that will discipline them when they cross the line, but that will love them just as much when they cross the line as when they are, are toe the line, um, it means everything to me and so um you know i didn't have an emotional relationship with my father until he went um until he went into i talked about this last episode i think yeah uh, started having health issues when he when he could have died in surgery for for his heart um i didn't have an emotional relationship with him um my mother was the emotional support in in mm -hmm. my life and uh and so i don't want i didn't want my kids boys or girls Clearly, I have three daughters, but if I were to have a son, I'd tell him I love him all the time, and hopefully he would learn to be okay with that as he got to be, like, influenced by teen, other other kids. You know, he'd be okay with saying he loved his dad. Um, but, uh, but anyways, my kids are everything to me, man, and so I'm focused on that. And, uh, you know, if I have the time to take care of me when they're not around with me, uh, when they're with their mother and they're building that relationship with her, then I'll take care of me then. And I'm good with that. I'm 100% fine with that because they sustain me. And so, uh, man, it's, I mean, it's, it's great with them anyways. But yes, do I keep people at a distance because of what I hate the most? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Absolutely. I think here's the thing, man. I think everybody in life, we're all going to move through things at different paces you know, and we're going to be at different stages, at different times. Sometimes we repeat stages. Yeah. Sometimes we're, we're blessed to only have to go through them once. Yep. Um, but no, man, I think, I think, I think it's, I think it's like I was talking about, man, I think it's, it's healthy to be self-aware, to understand why we're doing things. And, mm -hmm. um, sometimes it's good to have deep conversations. Sure. Absolutely. That's to explore things. That's part of this. That's part of this. All and right. whenever, whenever you are in a position, where you're further enough along with, with taking care of yourself and, and the kiddos are in a good spot. Yep. And and you find yourself 
looking across from from what may or may not potentially, you know, be the the future Mrs. Joe Boo. Uh-huh. I mean, we're we're gonna have a great five hours oh. of tape here. Whoa! No, I'm we're fixing. I know we're fixing to wrap up, yeah. but we're gonna have a couple hours here. Absolutely, uh, that are gonna be a really great uh, opportunity for the, for her to get to hear you know, Joe Boo uh, bear his soul. That's right. Get to know a little bit more about you know what what being the being the being Mrs. Jobu might look like, right. and or how a post about presidents may you know not be able to be well received. Well, I mean, listen, you're only <laughs> like you're only dying when you stop moving. That's fair. So we're 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 living, sir. Yeah. Well, I'd say that uh, you know we're evolving. Yeah, you've yeah. come a long way. If you think about this, you don't stop playing games because you get older. You get old because you stop playing games. Did you watch Tag 2 the other night? Oh, I did. No, did just Tag. They haven't come out with a second one. It's what I'm talking about. Oh, T-O-O. That's my fault. Yeah, T-O, yeah. Um, I've been doing, I'm getting a break from the news. Yeah. I started watching comedies going to bed. Oh, dude. And uh, I'd watched uh, Old School. Yes. Oh, God, dude, that's such a good movie. I have not yes. watched it in years. Uh, so have you I've, been watching my Voodoo account? No, I didn't know you because had Because old there. school tag. All, oh, it is? Uh, Ace Ventura. Oh, man, I even Billy Madison, like all I those. Just, they were like, uh, Google was doing this thing, which I don't know if I told you, but over Christmas, I got, for 30 bucks, I got every Rocky and Creed movie. Nice. So it's on my Google if you ever need to use it. Absolutely. Well, it'll probably be on my Voodoo pretty soon. Uh, all but, the Rambos uh, are on mine. Okay. Right well, now. I'm at the, um, you know, Grace even liked the last one? The last Rambo? Yeah. The whole. The whole. Cartel. Yeah, the yeah, uh, s- what was it? Uh, sex slave or uh, yeah, I mean, she, whatever well, that was. She, I don't sex know, trafficking. Anytime she finds an action movie intriguing at this age, I'm I'm intrigued. You're all for watching that with her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I don't know where I was going with that. Oh, know. anyways, so anyways, yeah, so tag, dude, this is a great movie. Oh, it's it's. Cool. I mean, I've always known it was a great movie, but I hadn't watched it in a long time. I don't, I wouldn't classify it as great, but I would say it's it's quite entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, kind of like I'm thinking about one of the next ones is going to be, uh, uh, what's the one with Ice Cube and the guy where they're going to fight? Oh, oh. Uh, School fight or? Fist fight. Fist fight, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the think, two teachers that are about yeah, to fight. Yeah, yeah, I'm thinking about doing that that's, one next. Or that's bosses. funny. Horrible bosses? Yeah. Dude, if you're going to watch one, watch them both at the same, because like one right after the other. I, over Christmas, we watched Christmas Party again, Office Christmas Party, kind of yeah. love that. Anything really? with Jason Bateman, dude. Jason Bateman's funny. Have you watched Bad Words? Yes, I was going to say that, dude. I love. I have not seen that. Are you serious? I'm serious. You have to. I, I almost bought it because it was on sale for like five dude, bucks. Or it something. is. It is like Bateman at his best. Well, it's like his first mainstream comedy. Yes, or it whatever. Is so good, dude. Wow. Okay, so you're it's, saying I gotta? You're you saying gotta, I gotta? That's, that's the next one you should watch. That's the one I should. When we're done, I go buy it, watch it, and go to yeah, bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's okay. good stuff, man. That's fair. Uh, freaking hilarious, and I think from an educational standpoint, you'll find it pretty humorous too. Okay, because the whole background story is spelling bee. Right. So you have adult children interaction. Right, right, right. Absolutely. You have this. You have a it's good stuff. I watched the trailer. Okay, okay. So you know, I have a little bit. I have a I have some context where yeah. this uh, this guy never finished eighth grade. Because the qualification for uh, participating in the spelling bee was not having graduated eighth grade by a certain date, yep. and he said, "As you can see here by my transcript, I have never finished eighth grade." Yep. And so, <laughs> it's—I mean—that part right there was extremely clever, just to make sure the premise of the show could could kick off. Well, not, not to give it away because the trailer, but it, it turns into um, an unexpected buddy comedy from the standpoint he befriends this young Indian boy. Oh, okay. And Who's a competitor? 
Yes. Yes. Okay, so you also need to watch, I think I told you about this the other day, you need to watch um, The Buddy Games. Okay. Okay. Josh Demel. Okay. Nick Swarsden. Yeah. A couple other faces that you will recognize. Um, and it's, listen, I think a couple of the things are uh, telegraphed. I think a couple of the jokes or a couple of the scenes or whatever are, are you see coming. But uh, the way that it kind of comes together, it's been a minute since I've laughed at a movie that I watched at home just um, I just when I randomly opened that movie up, I was like, "Oh, this kind of looks funny." Turned it on and had outward bursts of laughter. It's been a minute since I've done that. So it was really funny when you said that. It, before you said the name of it, around the time you were telling me about that, I'm like, "Man, I hadn't really seen anything on it." Um, this is random. I was flipping through TV. There's nothing on. It was one of the <laughs> crazy nights where there was a lot of weird things in the news happening. So I, I, I flipped it on Fox because right. I. I I'll go to sleep to that a lot of times right. just because I need sure I need some noise. And it's either that or ABC News. As a kid, I used to do that right. at night. But anyways, um, this guy, I don't like this guy at all. But I, I saw the little preview. It's like, oh, Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson's coming Mel up. Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson. And so I think he, I think Mel Gibson's fascinating because I always loved the guy. Uh-huh. Thought it was intriguing that he went all in on his faith. Uh-huh. Then... The whole blacklisted because apparently he went on an anti-Semitic yep, rant. Something, yeah. Um, he got canceled. He, for a yeah, he got canceled, and then he's been on the coming back from stuff. And so I just, I feel like it's like one of those person you felt like you knew celebrity-wise, uh-huh. and sure. then you didn't know. Okay. Um, so I, I find it intriguing, but apparently he was in a movie called like Fat Man or something. Yes. And he's like a, a disenfranchised Santa Claus. Yes. And and there's assassins out for him and the government. Oh, you, so, so you've seen this? No, I just, oh. they, they gave the synopsis. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was talking about it and they showed a clip from it. And I'm like, I'm thinking about watching it. Well, I thought about it too. And then I read the description. I was like, meh, I don't know how good this would be. So I'm going to have to let you watch it. Yeah. And you give me a review on it. Well, I just felt like I've never, I liked him in Lethal Weapon and some of the other things he's done. Right. But like when I found out he was going to be in uh, Daddy's home too, right? I had mixed feelings about it. Sure, I think that worked. We, oh no, I I think it did yeah. too. Yeah. So I'm like I'm excited to see him again. Yeah. And I guess the the passion between the Passion of the Christ, uh-huh. um, you know, you really think about Braveheart, uh-huh. um, and then all of uh, the attention he got for being such a horrible person, mm-hmm. um. You forgot what a lighthearted, funny person he could be. Like, you know what I mean? It's almost like when he got canceled, you were thinking of, um, just like intense patriot Mel Gibson. Yeah, right. You forgot how funny the guy could be. Absolutely, ladies and gentlemen, that is the podcast. For this is the podcast. Things how you think you don't care about. Two minutes forty two seconds. Uh, this is the two podcast. Minutes? I mean, two hours forty two <laughs> minutes and twenty seconds. Uh, this is the podcast. Things you think you don't care about by Average Joe's Media. As I stumble upon the exit. Um, you can find us on all social media platforms, all podcasting platforms. Anytime there's a new podcasting platform, we're doing everything we can to get on it just so the access to our stuff is easy for you. Uh, hey, this was a good talk, Joe. This was a much-needed talk. This was just kind of a, you know what, this is probably more for us than it was for anybody else. Uh, I'm telling you, dude. I mean, I, I feel like we, we had our bumps in the road. Yeah, sure. But uh, I feel like it was, was a healthy dialogue, Listen, man. there's no drive worth taking where there's no bumps. There you go. <laughs> All I'm I saying mean, is from the mouth of a genius. 
I mean, that, that's why that's why the average Joe's media we're always off road. Until next time, I'm the average Joe Boo. I'm the average Joe. Telling you to keep it clean. The average Joes are in their studio over in Darlin, Texas. Things you think care about is back for season five with brand new guests and fun segments for your entertainment. You're gonna have a real good time with the average Joe.